This is the Gore Club Podcast with Steve Vessel, Derek Sturgeon, and Death Metal Dave. I'm ready whenever. Oh, shit. I was born ready. I was born. <laughs> We're all going to take a drink, I guess? Okay. I live my life a quarter mile at a time. Are we actually on right now? Is that what's happened? Is that what's going on? Oh, hey. oh, fuck. We are aligned. We weren't even like babbling, though. We just came on and we were like ready for it today. This we're so prepared like a comedian would be. <laughs> a stand-up comedian. Hey, guys. I'm never prepared. We are. Never. Welcome to the Gore Club Podcast. I'm, uh, I'm Steve Vessel. I'm Derek. And we have a special guest with us today, uh, replacing Death Metal Dave. My name is Ryan Riker. Replacing. Ryan Riker, famous local comedian. Famous? Would we say famous? Oh. Loosely. 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 Loosely famous. Semi. Can we do semi? Semi-famous? Yeah. Loosely sounds kind of bad. Semi. Okay. He's a he's a regular at the Comedy Caravan, one of like, what, fucking three comedy clubs that are left in Louisville? Two, maybe. Two? One two? Or two. So he's two. like, he's yeah. halfway. Kaiju. Kaiju gets He's halfway there in Kaiju. I think three. It's, oh, yeah, three. Kaiju's awesome. See, I said three. I was right. The comedian wasn't. Yeah. Uh, he has a show coming up. What's the date on that? September 10th, 11th, and 12th at the uh, Caravan Comedy Club with Johnny LaQuasto is going to be your feature or um, headliner. You've seen him on uh, Snowpiercer, uh, 205 Live, NXT, and then your feature is the very talented Melissa Doran. Cool, man. Talented. Very, like one of the top. Okay, I was going to say, prove comedians. it, dude. Like, yeah, one of, one of the top comedi- uh, comedians in Louisville. So I could say I'm talented, and we know that's not true. Yeah, we got the feature and the headliner. What the fuck are you doing? I'm just here to run the show. Oh, you're there to run, you're the I'm MC. Just, I'm just, yes, I'm yeah. just here to run the show. MC Riker? MC Remix oh Riker. <laughs> Remix Riker. That means you get like three sets, though. Right? Yeah. Technically, yeah. 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 You I've seen play. comedy shows. Yeah. MCs get to like do their bit, walk away, and think about their failure, and they got to come back like 20 minutes later if the crowd hates them. Be like, hey, I'm fucking back, <laughs> oh, baby. Sorry. Or if the person before like they hates them, then they're like, they have to come in and like cover that shit. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I've seen yeah. that. Like, so my bomb, yeah. you're like, what? <laughs> sorry yeah. about that, everybody. It's, uh, it sucks. Though going on with a uh, cold room i mean you always want them hot is it awkward right now with uh covid and everything yeah, how the fuck are you doing this it's honestly hit and miss like thursday are kind of like the um, less crowded shows but friday and saturday are like packed like i've seen like wall like wall to wall as covid um, comedy you're, in, you're COVID not com- making me think about going <laughs> yeah joking. well they they, uh, they do enforce <laughs> okay that's what i meant like you know, let's, let's talk masks, about safety you know here. they do enforce masks they text or take take temperatures yeah. at the um, window. You can wear your you you have to wear your mask in the lobby, at the bar. But when you're at your table, free will. Me, I always wear my mask. Yeah, I've seen yeah. that. Like seen that. in the Not lobby you. or in the uh, showroom. I mean, I'm always wearing my mask. Even when I'm even when I'm on stage, you know, I'll put it under my chin mm. and then do the show is it awkward to be on stage and you look out and it's a crowd full of like half faces and you can't tell if they're smiling or not do you look at their eyes to see if they're smiling it's like a cobra commanders out there it's yeah. wrinkles Fuck. like you, you can see the you can, you can see the um wrinkles Screeny eyes. Oh, shut you the know. fuck up. Yeah. I mean, that. I have LASIK, so I can, I can oh, see, yeah, I can like, really I see. can see laser vision, you know? Holy shit. You're not focused on doing your comedy. You're focused on, like, their face fucking wrinkles. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're... <laughs> their face fucking wrinkles. Their face yeah. fucking wrinkles. You know they're doing... I mean, you know you're doing well if you see them, you know, wrinkle face. 
You know, okay, the laughing. I'm doing good. Just wrinkle clap. face. Wrinkle face. Well, that's all lovely, Ryan, but you're here for a horror podcast, so let's just say fuck all that, even though everybody should go to a show at the Comedy Caravan on what dates? What? September 10th, 11th, and 12th. Damn, September 11th, that's a good day for comedy, huh, buddy? It, oh, it, my God. <laughs> it is. For it horror is. comedy. It is. Right, it is. Yeah. You're doing September 11th comedy during a pandemic. You guys are fucking classy. There, there might be one joke I don't coming. think, did you put that together? I was like, holy shit, dude. I did not. I was just lucky enough to have time that's yeah. a spot it's a good weekend that's a good spot though i mean you got a big name on there i do I snow do. piercer Two big names, from the yeah. movie snow piercer or the from, from the movie oh that's awesome. the movie that's yeah, pretty badass. Yeah. Fucking amazing. yeah yeah that's something our audience is probably into that yeah. was pretty popular for i guess cult oh, favorite it's so now fucked up. Yeah. and it's got great, it's like great tv movie. series and shit it's the same now, guy so. did uh the, the host right yeah yeah same guy i love that film i love the host too so good old ed harris mm-hmm yeah, I love manga. Chris so Evans, it's, you yeah. know, Star Piercer is really awesome. I really just know Ed Harris from Milk Money. Oh, what Creep great, Show, great movie, great movie, just Milk great Money, yeah. Creep Show, which actually just is movies. on our list because Strippers and Derek. I mean, today's kind of, uh, you know. thing is a uh, horror comedies. Yeah, so we got a comedian here, so I decided, you know, we should probably do like horror comedies. Which I mean, I guess technically we cover every fucking week. We did a whole episode on Full Moon. Yeah, we did Stuart Gordon. Uh, we talked about Rob Zombie's film career. So, yeah, her and comedy go God damn hand in hand. <laughs> uh, and then Tremors last week. Yeah. Which is, it just seemed like a normal progression in what, what we, uh, where we're headed. Where we're headed. Uh, yeah, but for our guests like Ryan Riker here, I, I like to ask a few questions. Uh, what was the first like horror movie you ever saw? You remember as a kid? Three come to mind. Chucky, Dr. Giggles, and Troll 2. The fuck oh, that's awesome. See Dr. Giggles. My dad, I would, I, would, um, I would always watch him with my dad, and he would always scare the hell out of me because he would always do the hee 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 hee. It would just hee hee hee, whatever. You know, whatever he did, it would just scare the hell out of me. Dark man's up there too, you know. So. That, that's good parenting right there. Dr. Fucking Giggles. Uh, Riker here, he, he was the only person to stay up with me when Joe Bob returned. Uh, so we had the return of Joe Bob Riggs, what, two years ago now? Mm-hmm. Fucking two and a half years ago? Forever, because time doesn't matter anymore during this pandemic. Back when a, most people didn't give a fuck who he was. Didn't care about it. I did like that invite. Maybe like eight or nine people came over for a 24-hour marathon. He's the only one that survived the whole thing with me. Yep. And my AC went out during this. So we literally oh. sat like, it was like 90 degrees in my living room watching all these movies. Drunk. We only slept during Daughters of Darkness. That... Uh, was a messed up movie <laughs> like it that just it just freaked pause. me out like what oh uh, yeah. i like that movie actually it's it's far from like a horror comedy routine but the reason why i wanted him on this episode because there was some like comedy oriented movies on that which like basket case and reanimator things like that that oh, yeah. are a little like funnier that he seemed to like more basket so case, than yeah. some of the more serious like horror films uh so we'll get to those eventually right now we'll just kind of start from the beginning of oh, this yeah, horror man. comedy world and it's kind of mind-boggling that this shit started really in the 1930s, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, well, actually, you found uh, one. Uh, uh, Ryan actually did a little homework himself and uh, pulled one. It was the, the Harold Lloyd. Yes. Yeah. It was... Uh, I'm yeah. about to be replaced. I don't fucking do any homework. I just show That's up and start great. talking yeah. and, on my ass. And Dave cannot be here this week, so uh, we actually I don't have the tablet of doom. 1920, Harold Lloyd shirt haunted spooks, but it did not do well at all. So like the first movie, none that, of the movies we like did yeah. well. So that's okay. So the first movie that did well was you know Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein. Well, I yeah. have to digress on that. 
Well, he's got Bride of Frankenstein. Bride of Frankenstein was, and it's kind of a great example of a lot of the horror comedies that I love, where it's just not, it's not straight in your face funny. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, well, it's really, really dark comedy. Yeah, it's, it's dark really comedy. It's really dark comedy. And people never bring it up when they talk about horror comedies. They but should. It, it really is. Yeah. In yeah. retrospect, um, it's, it's, it's definitely being more viewed that way by like just, you know, my, my kind of uh, horror nerds. They're just like, oh, you have to go back and see that because it, it's so groundbreaking in so many ways. Um, James Well didn't even want to do a sequel at all. And they pretty much made him because um, you have to think at this time in 1935, we were dead in the middle of the, of the depression. Nobody was going to movie theaters. Nobody gave a fuck. Nobody, so, hey, so, so 2020 or like, <laughs> exactly, exactly. But they, they scrounging together a couple of pennies to go to the movie theaters was not on anybody's plate until Dracula came out. So horror saved Universal Studios and it saved a lot of studios at the time. Uh, and that kind of fact kind of gets buried now. But uh, especially when they became not acceptable. I think most people saw the Universal Monster movies when they were a kid and they never really rewatched them again. They just know they like the characters, which comes why you see, you know, like the vests you have, you'll see covered in like Universal Monsters oh, yeah. and all the shirts yeah. and shit and tattoos. But I don't think a lot of people went back and watched these movies, honestly. I think they forget Disservice. that Bride was that because they never fucking went back to watch it. Yeah. They remember, you remember the hair. You know, you remember what she looks like. Yeah, that, that's it. You know that iconic. It's, it's a, a couple fucking Halloween scenes. mask. It's it, yeah. they don't realize how how important, especially Bride of Frankenstein, is. It's one of the first horror sequels, and it was made by most of the same people who came back. And there's like a huge like gay subtext, which was not in your face at the time. Very much like um, let's say Fright Night or whatever, uh, which is also considered a horror comedy. Uh, you have. Um, Ernest Thessinger comes in and he pretty much breaks up the wedding party in, in the movie. And he's like, no, 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 you're not going to fuck your wife on, a, on her wedding night. You're going to come with me and make a man. Come on. There's a whole like a subtext yeah. and it's fantastic. Uh, the music's amazing. I mean, we have so many movies to get to and yeah. at least try to mention, but we're going to try to dive into at least a few during each decade. But Friday Frankenstein, if you have not seen that movie, you really need to. It's really important. The, the soundtrack is great. The cinematography is amazing, and uh, Frank and, and Frank Frank Whale, James Whale, who who directed the first one and this one and Invisible Man. Those are the movies that really helped uh, spawn horror in the U.S. Yeah. especially. And then the person who wrote it went on to like do like Gone with the Wind and things like that. He wrote Dracula. Gone the with Mummy. the Wind's hilarious. It's, it's fucking, <laughs> you know, it's, it's horrific. But it, 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 it just shows you the level of where they were going to come, where they where they started. Yeah. And then you go right into like Abbott and Costello. Abbott and Costello is like, man. The whole series of films. I watched those like pretty consistently. Comedies. And I, I liked, I bought that Universal box set, yeah. you know, a couple of years ago, uh, back when I was in a different life. And I, you know, <laughs> and I, I would, I showed it to people thinking like, there's, I feel like I love those movies because I saw them when I was a kid. And I was like, there's no way this comedy holds up. Because to me, and people are going to get mad, but I don't think Three Stooges and all that shit holds up. When I try to go back and watch those old episodes sometimes that I liked as a kid, I don't fucking laugh at all. Yeah. You know? Abbott and Costello still fucking rules. And anybody I've ever showed it to Little Rascals are my thing. Yeah. And they, they still, it's aged really well, that style of comedy that they do. I don't know whose idea it was to blend that. Like, oh, we need Abbott and Costello. And you know what? All the fucking Universal monsters need to be involved with them. Right. We need to take all these scary creatures and make this. Just fuck it. It's comedy now. It's all comedy. And yeah. if you, uh, if you, uh, if you look it up, they did a movie almost every year. Oh, like, yeah. From like the 40s almost to the 60s. Every, I mean, that, that's they were impressive. Really prolific. I mean, yeah. they did uh, Haunted House, you know. Hold that ghost was one it's of the, the first mummies. horror I mean, comedies they and did. It's, yeah. it's crazy. And it's not dirty humor. It's actually like fun humor. It's like yeah. just fun 
PG humor that kids will laugh at, that anyone anyone will laugh at. And I enjoyed watching because I did watch a few of them, and it's just cute, fun yeah. humor. And yeah. I, I, and I hate saying cute, but I mean cute. In, oh, it's hilarious in cute a, in a good way, not like cheap cute. I mean, it's actually very hilarious just yeah. to just to see the um, banter between them too, because they just riff off each other. And they work very, very well with each other. Yeah, they do. Oh, no, they were an awesome duo. And they the comedy isn't, like, timely. It's not like, oh, that's a product of its time. It all holds up because the way they write the humor in that PG style of way. Uh, I couldn't imagine trying to do that now, though. It's like Seth Rogen and James <laughs> Franco meet Jason uh, Voorhees right. or some shit like that. They like, work on some level. Or Adam Sandler and friends. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, which is more likely. <laughs> Adam anyway. Sandler meet the mummy. Yeah. yeah. yeah I, I definitely, I mean, they tried that with fucking uh, the, the mummy with uh, uh, Tom Cruise, but it wasn't supposed to be funny, but goddamn it is. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's funny on accident. I think Scooby-Doo's got the market on that. Just let Scooby-Doo do its thing Please. with all the crossovers yeah, let, and shit. Let them have it. And it, it helped Abbott and Costello because they were owned by Universal, so they could have all those monsters. Vincent yeah. Price did one of his first appearances as as a, as a horror icon, as the Invisible Man, in the end of uh, Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein. That's pretty and that's almost cool. a two-hour movie. Yeah, that's a long fucking movie. I know. When I went back, because that's the first one I went to, and I got that Universal box set, yeah. I fucking fell asleep the first time. And I was laughing my ass off the first like 45 minutes. Then I'm like, oh, I'm dying on the inside. I thought turning this on at 1 a.m., we're done at 2 yeah, 15. it's a long one. It's a long fucking movie. There's a lot of actors in that they brought yeah. out of the uh, out of out of their cast of characters, and they. It's one of the last times. Uh, I think it is the last time that Bela Lugosi ever played Dracula. I mean, he's played yeah. vampires since that part, well, but that was the last time. Well, speaking of vampires, what the fuck is Fearless Vampire Killers? Oh, we're gonna jump into the sixties. Explain yourself. Fucking yeah, it. let's go right, through these decades. If you want to talk about uh, how it's much I ride, love baby. a movie, but I hate the filmmaker, that's Roman Polanski. Roman Polanski made that movie. Yes, that's why I didn't see it. And that movie is it's <laughs> fucking making that up. It's fucking great. Uh, it's one of Sharon Tate's. Uh, I think she did two or three more movies after that before she died or was killed. And uh, it's 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 set in Transylvania. It has Freddie Main in it, who actually is in like the Howling Two. Um, it's got uh, the uh, what's God? What's his name? Uh, Jack McCory. God damn it! He's he's actually the the director of the in the Exorcist who gets thrown out the window. Oh yeah. And, uh, and there's so many really. That movie, it's shot still like in like three strip uh, Technicolor. It's Roman Polanski at his height. He, are they actually? He hadn't even made uh, Rosemary Baby yet. Are they actually fearless vampire killers? Yes, it's Roman Polanski and Jack McGowan is his name. It just pops in my head. Roman yeah. Polanski acts in this. Yeah. Well, that's he acted in a lot of his films. Yeah. Yeah. He yeah, one of my favorite uh, Polanski films, which is not a horror comedy, is called The Tenant. Uh, but he sucks. I fucking hate that guy. Oh, he's fucking awful. He's made Holy some great shit. movies. He should be in prison. Shit. Yeah. Um, no, he'll I mean, never can, go to prison. He's just going to die. Yeah, but like, well, if we can backtrack a, a bit, like Little Shop of Horrors, Ghost of Mr. Chicken, we, uh, the Phyllis Vampire Killers. Ghost of Mr. There's Chicken. There's so many movies that we, there's <laughs> everyone's like, grandma likes on, that movie. <laughs> Don Knotts, man. Don fucking Knotts. Well, it, it's, it kind of goes back to, we, we've been saying that a lot is that, uh, when you're a horror fan, you grasp on anything you can at the time when you, when you have it. Yeah. So in the sixties, there wasn't a whole lot of that kind of stuff going on. I mean, you either had at that point, you had uh, something you couldn't see as a kid or you had yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, ghost of Mr. Chicken. Fuck it. That came on TV all the fucking time. My grandma was all about it. <laughs> so this, this, um, that bitch got circled. If she got the fucking newspaper and it was in a TV guide, she got that marker out. It was like fucking ghost of Mr. Chicken. We all did that, on Tuesday. <laughs> so I'm going to get some heat for this, but Please. I do. I do not like little shop of little shop of horrors. Now the original, I can understand it. It's very low budget. The, yeah. the cast isn't fantastic, but Jack, everyone remembers Jack Nicholson's part. 
Uh, the remake, if you say that about the remake, I might punch you out of the room, but hey, it's He might be thinking of the remake. <laughs> I think he is thinking it's of the remake. We're into the 80s yet, no buddy. No, yeah. Well, let's just fighting. Fuck it. Who cares? Musicals, I'm not really a fan of. You're not a fan of musicals. So you nah. and I can't hang out and ever. I mean, not not really. It's just <laughs> so. How the fuck if if so if, if we a, run into a gang of hooligans? How are we going to win a fight if you don't like musicals? You got to know how to do West Side Story. These motherfuckers. Okay. And you don't want it. Oh, I Derek, do, why'd you bring this guy? I do like West Side Story. Find him I down do. the street. Sharks and the Jets. I do like. We're West, going to get him tonight. That's like the main musical. How can you not like musicals and then like <laughs> West Side Story? There's nothing more musical than West Side Story. Yeah, there is. There's, what? Uh, What's that a woman? She's in a, in a field of uh, sound of music. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> sound of music. Sound of music. He's talking about Mary Poppins versus the Nazis. No, no, sound of music. I oh, know that's what that, that, yeah, that movie it. is. Yeah, it's Mary Poppins. That's what, that's the same actress. They should have called it Woman in a Field. You should start naming movies. I like Woman in a Field. Woman in the a Nazis. Field. Yeah, Woman in Field <laughs> versus Nazis. Yeah. That's what goes into like the horror genre. But we were talking about on the uh, whiteboard. I there must be two hundred movies up there that we're gonna try to at least mention and then talk about ones that we really really love. Like yeah. I've got Doctor Fibes up there. We can really get into Young Frankenstein. Young Frankenstein was my shit for it's, a long period so of time. It's so great. That still holds up really well, It's got well a musical part in there. Is that a problem? Is it okay? <laughs> I mean, I like, I like Frankenstein. Do you like Mel Brooks? I, like, I, like, uh, I do like um, Frankenstein. Oh, do you good, like Mel man. Brooks? You got beef with Mel Brooks? Because no, we're going to come back yeah, to him. I'm done with the Mel. <laughs> I'm, a, he's, I'm he's done a, with Mel. He's always around. He, he won't go away. No, Young Frankenstein was a fun one. That's probably another one that was on TV just a lot when I was a kid. AMC like would play the fuck out of that. Yeah. More so than probably actual Frankenstein. He cared so much about the Universal movies. It's funny we're still talking. We're like we're like five seconds away from talking about Evan Costello. He he got yeah. the guy who created all the original electronic shit from Frankenstein, and he got his stuff out of a freaking storage facility, and it's in that movie. That's awesome. That's fucking yeah. nuts. I think his name is Eric Strickbadden. I was like, you have the hard facts. Uh, <laughs> but then you like what I like about your shit sometimes not to go through this fucking board that people can't see but then you'll have like Attack of the Killer Mattress Maters Maters yeah Mater. I thought they said Attack of the Killer Mattress well, and I, I should like, have, what it the should, fuck it is Attack two, of the Killer Mattress tea, but it's got two so it's like is it, do you mean tomatoes yeah I just shortened you're it just trying right? to be fucking in funny in 1978 Attack of the Killer Maters <laughs> I hate this so much uh, I, I know what Attack of the Killer I like the cartoon you remember the cartoon series barely Wow. Barely. I remember the sequel more than anything. That's weird. I guess because that came on late night television more than that was, the original. That was more of like a, you know, we talk about Monster Vision a lot, but that franchise was USA up all night all the way. It's so fucking fun. It's fun. It fit with their whole like, you know, their teenage bullshit, you know, it was fun and over the top and fucking stupid. I oh, it's funny. I didn't have. I don't have it on there. But the the sequel to did the you blob, it? is that what that fucking blank spot is? Yeah, well, I raced a bunch. Of, man, I, I overwhelm either myself. I know or you, you go. Table. You get so deep into this shit, man. You're I'm sorry. Like, and I'm like, dude, there's too many movies. We I got know. an hour and a half. We've got an hour and a half, maybe, to get the fuck out of here. But what? I got to mention that uh, Attack of the Killer Tomatoes was always shown, at least when I was a kid, with a Son of a Blob, and it, that was directed by like Larry Hagman, who was in like the TV show called Dallas, or whatever. But that was pretty much a horror comedy as well. Just right off Dallas as Dallas whatever, like he didn't do shit, Dallas, but Dallas. He fucking did Dallas. <laughs> Larry Hagman. With American treasure, Patrick fucking Duffy. Yeah. Well, well I mean, man. we're still in the 70s. We're getting there. We got yeah. a few more decades to go before we're out of this fucking episode. One thing about yeah. Attack of the Killer. Tomatoes. Uh, tomatoes. Is uh, when I was uh, younger, I would go to Red Giraffe. And like that's the um, video store. The um, cover art that you all mentioned, I think, two or two episodes ago. Like I remember, Every episode. I remember so, so, can't help it. I remember so much of these movies just by 
the cover art. Yeah. You know, oh, that's a big shocker. Thing. Never seen shocker, but I remember, you know, yellow or uh, orange jumpsuit, jumpsuit, and Steven uh, it's just chair. me in electric yeah. chair. <laughs> so, uh, look, so many movies I remember just by the cover art, even yeah. cardboard cutouts that they would have the standees like, displayed. Yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. It just so much because that's I've got, I've got the witch trap one over here on the on the wall, the old little video store counter standee. Did you ever watch exactly. Attack of the Killer Tomatoes? I have not. So you don't understand that that cover is bullshit. You haven't been let down yet. Oh, <laughs> how ex- has, how exaggerated that fucking cover is. So I should not watch it. No, you totally should. Oh, you should, but lower your expectations. Just look, every movie so you ever like, see for the rest set, of your life. Set the movie right art next to your TV while you're watching the movie. Oh, it's a bummer. Yeah. Compare, compare there's no, there's no budget for this film. Yeah, there's no budget. It's fun, though. That's, God damn, it's fun. That's what you did in like the 80s and 70s. You just made really cool cover art for movies that cost no money. It's brilliant. It's a lot better what we do now. We just take a picture of the star floating in like a fucking dark uh, background and some fucking shitty text. Uh, yeah, man. Then you got see when we jump into the eighties. Let's go to when I'm alive. Let's go to the eighties. Uh, we get a, we're just gonna jump over Love at First Bite. I'm gonna kick you. I don't know what the fuck Love at First Bite is. It's is that a song. It, it's a great film, but we can skip. It over does it sound like I'm gonna do an entire episode on that movie. It's one of the first films like they were like they, they, it's like a it's a horror comedy, but it's. It's oh god, what's it called? Sounds uh, like a Cinderella album. Yeah, it's the satire version of of that. You know, they started like Young Frankenstein. Like, is, like obviously about yeah. what is it? Like a parody? Uh, yeah, thank you. You're oh, welcome. I get I stop myself sometimes okay. there. Carry on. It's okay. <laughs> That's why I'm here. It's yeah, fine. take take in an old classic horror ca- character and just put him in, in contemporary American. Be like, this is going to be funny, and it is. Any recognizable actors, actresses in that? George Hamilton is Dracula, who's always had like the perpetual fucking. George pain. Hamilton is. Yeah, he, yeah, he yeah. actually made the movie happen. But he he was Damn, he was always known. Besides, what do you give a fuck about his ridiculous career in movies and things? He always had a tan. So watching him be the pale faced Dracula walk around in New York City I is can, hilarious. I can appreciate that. Yeah. Now I want to see it. It's probably not anywhere either. You're gonna fucking I'm gonna go home and look on. It's Netflix. on YouTube right now. Oh well, that makes sense. YouTube is like the best. Like it's like the cesspool of just like all the garbage nobody wanted to see yeah. or wanted on DVD. YouTube and Tubi. Put on YouTube yeah. or or Tubi. Tubi is like Tubi like every two episodes. Yeah, Tubi should sponsor us. But you want to get to the '80s, and I've got a lot of '80s. Well, I like there. that the the '80s kick off with the two werewolf movies. The Howling. Came Howling. Out first. Oh fuck it. Who cares? Fuck and American you. Werewolf in London. American <laughs> Werewolf in London is the better movie. Okay, you know what? We're going to get into this. Here we go. Oh, baby. The thing, the thing <laughs> about the Howling and the thing about the American Werewolf in London is they both came out the same year, and they were both pretty much made by the same special effects company that Rick yeah. Baker got stolen by. It's, it's a story that most horror nerds know. John Landis had the idea to, of this kind of thing years before, and him and Rick Baker had the, were supposed to team up and do it. Rick Baker got hired by Joe Dante. They were going to start making it. They actually did start designing the werewolves and all that stuff. George, uh, uh, John Landis got wind of it. He's like, whoa, 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 whoa. What about mine? So he takes him, leaves his crew, which is now headed by Rob Oteen, to finish the Howling. The Howling's made for a million dollars. American Werewolf of London is made by 10. And you compare those two movies together, the Howling's a better movie. That's just my opinion. Go oh, ahead. we're bringing money You can go this? ahead. Because it fucking matters. We're if I make a movie finances? for $1,000, you make it for 10, and yours is still is good, mine's better. Like ten dollars or like com- ten thousand. Fuck you guys, man. Okay, <laughs> like, that's just my opinion. So my opinion is, if you make it for less howling, and it still just it holds up as well, that makes it better to me. If I get rid of the howling, like the, then the howling three doesn't exist. Ah. So therefore, American Werewolf in London's a better movie. 
And see, Derek because, knows how much I love the Howling, so he's he's enjoying this right now. Because all American Werewolf <laughs> in London created was American Werewolf in Paris. Oh, uh, yeah. It's, it's bad, but its biggest fall is Bush. It's a funny movie. It's a Bush album. About, it is a, it's, it's a horror comedy. I do like American Werewolf in Paris. I know you do, I, you like I, I like the I condom it. chewing I love it scene. so much. That's fucking great. That's comedy gold right there. I is hate, that like it's bubblegum? I hate that band so much. Oh, Bush? I yeah. I they're a good band. They play mouth like 8,000 times in that movie. We're going to get the CD stuck in his car. Just because and, uh, you, you be had glycerine one bad on night rotate. in mouth. Like you glycerine! I know. One, one Come time, on, I, man. So when I, had, when I had American Wear in Paris on DVD, I got drunk and I fell asleep on my fucking couch. And you ever had that moment where like we were fucking hammered and a TV remote just seems like impossible to get? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know where my remote's at, but the DVD like end scene kept playing. Oh, and no. It, and it was looping <laughs> Bush's mouth. And I just kept getting woken up by like your mouth, mouth, like that fucking awful lyric. Yeah. And that was I, before they just started like go back into the yeah. movie. They would just keep playing the fucking screen. Ever since then, I've hated that movie and I've hated Bush, but not as much as I hate The Howling 3. And that's and why Seals, American Werewolf in London wins. Yeah. I love The Howling 2. I don't care about it. Anybody says, fuck you if you don't like it. No, people are saying things right now about it. I hope so. Sybil Banning and Christopher Lee can take a shit and not eat it. So it's cool. Aren't they both dead? No. Huh. I just met Sybil Danning like last year. She's amazing. Oh, shit. Yeah, she's not dead. No, there's a something. picture of her right behind your head, actually. From the Howling 2. Right there. I'm not turning that. I got a neck cramp. <laughs> it actually looked, but it is actually behind turn. his head. I got a neck cramp. <laughs> uh, I mean, if you want to kind of rush through these, we can. I well, don't want to. Some of these, some know, of these are mean, fucking gold. I mean, we can't have a day. Super important. A lot of these uh, in listeners, like I know we're annoying as fuck sometimes because we just bounce around. Some of these movies will be on other episodes. Like we can have this That's whole werewolf point. battle on a werewolf fucking episode. Uh, there's a lot of these like comedies and stuff that we've talked about in the past. As I said, we did Full Moon. We did like Reanimator, which we'll talk about on this one. But we did Stuart Gordon's fucking career yeah. and Tremors and all that. We're planning to do a Peter Jackson episode. We're yeah. going to do a Sam Raimi episode. Yeah. So if there's anything we ever gloss over, I promise you, you can either find it a full breakdown on a previous episode of us bitching or a future episode. Or gonna happen, it. Or eventually YouTube videos, because I don't know how to shut the fuck up anyway. So I need more content. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but after that, yes, yeah, Saturday the 14th, which has become a cult favorite. I've realized people that are in their late 30s slash 40s really love this movie. I never paid any attention to it. I think I saw it once as like a teen. Yeah. But since like Facebook and social networking, I constantly see my friends that are a little bit older than me post about that fucking movie. Yeah. I don't know why. It's just a weird, like very specific like age range. I see love this fucking movie. I'm like, did this come on like every weekend at one point? Or it's funny that you mentioned that because I have just recently put put up on our YouTube channel. There is a entire playlist. It's called Awesome Eighties Movies, and it is on there. So Saturday the Fourteenth is on that on that playlist. If you want to go through our uh, YouTube channel, Bam. oh, well, we have um, a playlist. Yeah, it's on our YouTube channel. Oh, that's shit. definitely. I need to. Uh, Can you, you check out. it out? Yeah, that's one. Ryan Riker, thank you, sir. I've seen it on yeah. um, Amazon Prime, but I'll definitely. Uh, check it out yeah i think it was on prime yeah. it's on prime yeah it pops up all the time you know especially like when you're if you watch friday the 13th the suggested ones like right after that be, hey, you want to watch saturday the 14th which you student bodies oh creep student show bodies. we gotta talk about creep well show. creep i know show. we're gonna do a george romero episode we'll do romero and we'll probably end up doing creep shows like my favorite romero. how important that fucking movie uh, is to the 80s and this film and it's fucking brilliant and it's a left turn for george romero everything about that movie is fucking great right it's from like Stephen King's fucking character, which is fucking brilliant. <laughs> Jordy Verrill. Uh, to Leslie Nielsen. Uh, I mean, playing a badass. Playing a fucking badass. Ed uh, Harris. 
doing his disco dance. Milk money at Harris. Go. Come on, man. Hey, that dance, those dance moves. <laughs> Snow Piercer at Harris. Turn that down. Sorry, guys. And <laughs> is, uh, is, is Creepshow the first like movie that had like short movies anthology no not not at all but it was the first one in the 80s that most people are going to remember because one the director the writer and some of the actors are fantastic um and the colors they use they made sure that it was they they wanted the uh the audience to know like this is based on a 50s comic so all the colors are really heightened kind of like this fucking studio is like greens and reds and purples it looks like a a basil gogos painting if you know who that is, he does the covers of all these old famous monsters of Filmland. You know, he does Misfits mm-hmm. albums, whatever. But his co- his covers are pretty much painted on the walls of that film. Um, and Tom Tom Savini's special effects are amazing, and he's trying to branch out from just doing slasher films. And he's like, "Here's an opportunity to do monsters." Yeah, and fucking awesome. And I'm a big fan of like anthology films. And but Joe I, Hill is a little kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Young Joe Hill in it. Yeah. Uh, credited as what was his name, Joseph King or some shit like in the credits. <laughs> it's something weird. They yeah. actually call him by his like actual full name. And yeah. It. Uh, but they, I'm a big fan of these anthology films. Uh, but honestly, most of them aren't good. No. Uh, Creepshow is one of the few that actually every story is great. And I remember like from the fucking cake to the monster and even the sequel to like fucking roaches. You know, all that shit. You know, you remember all of that. Kill the fucking racist asshole at the fucking penthouse. And and the sequel is super fucking underrated. You know, people like to shit on it because it's fun to shit on sequels and it's starting to finally get its like following now, man. It's it's a good fucking sequel. Great sequel. Um, It's not as good as the first, but it's still for a sequel. It's fucking great. And I know we're probably going to jump over it, but I've got to talk about National Lampoon's class reunion. Yeah, I if, don't, you've ever, if either one of you seen this, nope, film. Okay. I have not. I picked this movie up on a VHS. It's on that wall in like a fucking dollar store, and I'd never heard of it because it's just one of those movies just nobody's ever heard of. It seemed like uh, it's got Garrett Graham from you know he plays Bud the Chud, and we can't go without talking about Bud the fucking Chud. Bud, he is the, Chud. Bud the Chud. He's in Terror Vision. He's and all these things, but uh, it's basically one of the first uh, spoof on the slasher genre, and it came right out like 1982. And uh, it's the same story of every slasher film, but it, the whole thing is set up so well. It's National Lampoon's, I think their second movie, second or third movie. They did like Animal House and something else maybe. Um, it's it bond so horribly bad, they pretty much buried it. And then they put it on some sh- uh, shitty, really bad recorded VHS that I have. And even for an old VHS, it looks bad. Uh, I think they're going to, somebody had discovered it and they're going to put it out on either Vinica Syndrome or somebody, hopefully, I think I've seen that they're going to put it out. Maybe it's Synapse, I can't remember. But that film, if you have not seen it, you can seek it out. Please do. Uh, it's one of those unsung slasher uh, uh, comedies that nobody talks about. We talk about student bodies. We talk about yeah, you know, all I these mean, other ones. Cla- uh, National Lampoon's Class Reunion. Check it out, goddammit. Anyway, Slumber Party Massacre. <laughs> I just, no, I'm just like, I didn't want to completely no-sell what you just said, but then no, you didn't good. turn your phone volume down. Uh no, I'll check that out, man. That's one I haven't heard of. And I also want to watch that Love at First Bite with fucking George Hamilton. What the fuck? <laughs> uh, it is kind of funny that this jumps right into Slumber Party Massacre, which we spent a lot of time talking about fucking part two last week, which is all about the like the electric guitar love, which is my favorite thing in the whole world is the driller killer. But yeah. then like the first one, he's not so cool. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, just, I actually did that costume as a Halloween costume last year. You went as, and nobody got it. Because it's a shitty costume. Oh, it's so it's so easy, but the drill is the most important thing. I get that down pat. But you're, you're such like a horror nerd and you landed on the fucking <laughs> bus basic. 
Yeah. Kyle's telling I look like some rock and roll dude with short with no hair pretty much and he, some blood on him in a, in a power drill so from nineteen seventy five. Like exactly like Andrew Andrew uh Shh, Clay. I'm gonna kick that, your ass. Well that's part that, two. <laughs> that's yeah, that's part two. But that's uh, goddamn it, that's a tougher because yeah. that le- those leathers cost money and I didn't have that. <laughs> you should have done it. Well and you would build that fucking guitar, well, you don't well, have the special effects. Summer Party Massacre is a great uh, a, a example of uh it's not like in your face funny. No, but the it's way they hilarious. It. Yeah, it is. It's the, a funny the movie, music man. and the yeah. way everything's set up and, and the way people uh, react to things. This is one of those horror comedies. It's not like, whoa, <laughs> that's great. It's it's really subtle comedy. Yeah. And I, I appreciate that kind of shit. No, I like stuff like that, too, because a lot of stuff from the 80s, which none of it is really on this board, but there's a lot of it that's just like unintentionally funny because it's like that. We all get obsessed with this whole so bad, it's good type of thing. Oh, yeah. Whereas with Slumber Party Massacre, the comedy is pretty much intentional. At least I feel like it is. It is. Unless they got me, you know. Even with part two, like I said, that fucking over-the-top dude with the guitar blatantly ripping off Nightmare on Elm Street. Like, I think the cop's name is Craven. Wasn't that? Kruger. 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 Yeah. Yeah. And then someone else, though, had a reference to Craven. And I can't remember what... Maybe it's the street that they live on or something like that. It could... It also... For some reason, I can't remember, but it also is the 80s, though. At that point in time, like, Fred Decker, all those guys were sticking Wes Craven's name and David Cronenberg and, you know... Oh, just like little winks and nods here and there. Then you have Ghost. Is that Ghostbuster? Ghostbusters, because I write fast. Oh, okay. I was like, it was. I was, like, was going to start uh, talking about Ghostbusters. Yeah. I'm like, I had to slap it up there. Like, it's obvious. It's 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 an obvious uh, horror. Do you comedy. call it like a horror movie though? Really? Originally, it was supposed to be a horror film, and it's more fun. It's yeah. More fun. And then you get that cast. I mean, John John Belushi was actually supposed to do uh, the Bill Murray character, I believe. And then, uh, of course, you know. Yeah. I just have drugs. a hard time putting that one in even Gremlins in, in the genre. I feel like they're more of comedies, fa- almost family comedies. Oh, absolutely. That happen to have hard type things like ghosts and monsters and shit. But I think it goes along with what you're talking about with you come out of the 70s and it's really hardcore grind. And then the 80s, yeah. everything's more whimsical. Everyone's like tongue in cheek. Everything's fun. It's a lot 80s. more fun. Yeah. I mean, you can get away with more. There's still the some brutal system. shit. Yeah. Well, that's the Friday the 13th franchise right. about that. But if you add some jokes, shit. Yeah. you can get away with it. Yeah. Make, your, make your blood, you know, was it Tang? <laughs> what the fucking McDonald's? Oh, the, 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 orange, the orange high C tremor blood, you yeah. know. High C, yeah. Yeah, that's what it had to be. If you, if you change the color of blood, it changes everything, which makes no sense to me. Ghostbusters <laughs> 2, I think, is better than Ghostbusters 1. That's so crazy that I invited him here. Yeah. It, it, I think we're going to just strangle you. Don't you? Do you want people to come to your comedy show? <laughs> I think it's the it's the slime, it's the Statue of Liberty. They're moving it with the uh, old Nintendo joystick. I mean, like to me, that made it to be kind of cool. Well, and it's directed way more towards children. That's a great example of a of a sequel yeah. in the eighties where they it took definitely the sequel is. are like, you know what, we're gonna make it funnier. We're gonna make Gremlins too funnier, uh, which it works for those two movies, but I was not happy. I was disappointed. It's, it's very much like Army of Darkness. We haven't even gotten to the nineties yet. Well, I was so disappointed by Army of Darkness. We both have completely different feelings about that, but that's going to go with the age range right. and kind of what you're hitting at here is for me, when I first saw Ghostbusters 2, I liked it. And then when I went back, you know, 13, 14 years ago and buying them on DVD, I was like, why the fuck did I like this movie? Yeah. If it wasn't for the but, cast, I wouldn't give a fuck. But I can, I could understand like as a kid and a young teen, why I would like Ghostbusters 2 more than the first one. There's a exactly. solid chance of that because it's more fun too, and like more oh, musical yeah. and more, definitely more kid oriented. And as an adult, the nostalgia alone could keep, you know, it could still stay above part one because of just the <laughs> same reason why, as we said earlier, I like fucking Bud the Chud and yeah. shit like that. And they're directing, they, they had a, a, a cartoon getting ready to come out. So they had to make, 
you know, drop the age range of somebody yeah. who's going to go out and watch that movie. They had to yeah. sell toys. They had to make sure that you were going to come see it. So yeah. it worked out for the studio. That happens to a make lot. It fun. That happens a lot in the 80s. I mean, Freddy Krueger, which, you know, we don't have Nightmare on Elm Street on this list, but really after part three, it's a horror comedy. Oh, it's straight up. It's just like Child's Play. Yeah. I mean, the second one is as dark as it can possibly fucking be. And then Dream Warriors happens. And they it's realize they're line. like, holy shit, this is the most popular one that we've ever done. He's going to get funnier and he's going to be, he's going to have a TV series. We're going to yeah. do dolls for kids. I mean, people weren't collecting adults like us weren't collecting action figures back then. Really? Not like that. Not like horror movies yeah. and stuff. It was like, yeah, your star Wars dorks. That's pretty much it. All of a sudden, like there's Freddy dolls for kids. It was a big Full fucking Freddy deal. Dolls, there's actually know, sitting it. one right behind uh, Ryan's face. Yeah. And all, all this stuff for kids. There's a build of Freddy. You know, oh, I remember that, which yeah. is a really weird thing. Cause it's like, especially given like some of the context of what he did when he was alive, it's almost like you have a little pedophile doll for your kid, which it's, is really strange. They just kept downplaying all that, though. Yeah, they started ignoring it all. But they now, could have, they would have made him a fucking Big Mac character. Yeah. Oh God, it's Hamburglar and Freddy. It's all so, in a heartbeat. I I actually slept with a, a Freddy doll. I love you. Freddy. Can't have mine. I love Freddy so much that I it's slept sticky. with. Yeah, that doll. you made it sticky, didn't you? But that really. <laughs> That really shows you how they started going towards comedy to have that mass audience. Because Freddie like went from being like this dark, burnt up fucking psychopath to just like, "Hi kids, I'm gonna kill you now. Welcome to prime time, bitch!" And yeah. always, every kill has yeah. to be a one liner. Uh, it gets worse later in the series. I like Dream Warriors and Dream Master, but even going to Dream Master, there's like that fucking karate scene. The karate scene, the beach scene. Invisible, the beach scene. And then we get to part five, and part five tries to be dark again, yeah. but he throws in so much fucking comedy. Like yeah. all the scenery is dark as fuck, probably darker than any other nightmare, but it's probably the worst nightmare too, because there's only like a few kills. And he's still like being like really fucking goofy, like that whole fucking. They time. have to lighten up the mood. Yeah. And then uh, Freddy's dead. Freddy's dead. <laughs> we're actually going to do a retrospective on this entire. Yeah, yeah, uh, we'll talk series. about. Yeah, and my main thing with the nightmare is just it's the best uh, example of a series going from like, hey, yeah. we are fucking straight horror and we're terrifying. To like, oh, this is a comedy, and kids are gonna have Freddy Krueger dolls in their bed. Yeah, next to Batman on the on the shelf at Walmart. Yeah, or he, Target or whatever the fuck. He's just not scary anymore. I'm listening, like I'm six years old listening to Dawkins and shit, you yeah. know, because of it, and watching like Freddy's. I went to the movies to see Freddy's Dead. That's oh, how yeah, crazy you had it was. To. It's the the, the three D like, glasses, right? I think I was maybe seven when that came out. It was a big fucking deal. And I went with my step grandma and my mom to see Freddy's Dead. There's no other movie my mom would have fucking took me to like that at that time. But he was so goofy and shit at that point. Yeah. And even the trailer, watch the trailer for that movie. It doesn't look like a horror movie at all. They show like the fucking like the Wizard of Oz shit and all that happening in the trailer. Oh, the, yeah, him flying through the, yeah. oh my gosh. And it totally was, I was laughing. I'm a kid. I'm not scared at all watching this fucking movie. Uh, they so did their job well. They did their job. Yeah, that's fair, but. That's my only like really gripe about this horror comedy genre is that things that should be serious and franchises I really liked sometimes buy way too far into it because they realize that's what the masses want. And then it starts to get like, I don't keep them fucking separated. Sometimes. If that genre hadn't started out that way, it wouldn't have been a big deal. If they, if yeah. let's say Freddy's dead, it was a brand new movie. It'd be different. You might, yeah. even, you might even look at it different. You might even be one of your favorite Maybe. films, but since you remember our number Elm street, and then now it's Freddy's dead. It's not even Nightmare on Elm Street anymore. Yeah. It's it's like Jason X. It's like, uh, yeah. And you can't take like a. I like I'm full a, moon movies. I would probably like fucking Freddy's Dead more. 
if it was that's just possible. Dead. Yeah. And they're not, you know, without adding all that mythology to it, like, yeah. you know, that was his like daughter or whatever. And that yep. went somehow and all that bullshit, but let's just get the fuck off the nightmare franchise. Cause we will do like a whole Holy shit, respect yeah. of this. Freddy's the Toxic is Avenger. My favorite, by the way. Toxic Avenger. Another franchise that went way crazy. And yeah. the first one was crazy enough, but it's extremely violent. Yeah, I mean, everything with trauma. And I think you haven't seen Toxic Avenger, right? You probably right. just know what he looks like. I know the um, cover art. You know exactly what it looks like. The green and the, he's holding the... Yeah. I got the little toys up on the shelf. Yeah, there. I mean, there's the original Toxie, which Toxic you Crusader. And like, you know, which was another, uh, going back to things turning into like a kid's thing, Toxic Avenger was never made for kids. That first one, hell no. How the fuck did Lloyd Kaufman hustle this into a cartoon deal? And he's his first introduction to Lloyd Kaufman, I think, was Joe Bob, right? When we watched... So they did. Uh, what did they show? War. They showed Trauma's War, which is also like, yeah, and that's one of his gross. biggest bombs. Yeah, and it's really wild how they showed that on Joe Bob. Yeah, over the top comedies, which is like super offensive and over the top, but it has its place in film history due to how it bombed and the, how Lloyd Kaufman can just hustle. Mm-hmm. Um, but going based off that, how the fuck did he get that cartoon made? Even he talks about that. He doesn't know. How would anybody see the to Toxic be. Avenger and go, you know who we're going to market this to? We're going to make action figures of? Yeah. Comic oh, books. Toxic. I have all the comics. The original There's ones. coloring yeah. books. I don't have those, but yeah. I have one still. I bought it at a fucking thrift store actually like two months ago. <laughs> That's so awesome. I have my Toxic. I'm never going to color it, but it's insane to me that some kids were at like Walmart and that little color. Remember when they said that coloring book section right next to yeah. magazines? I don't know if they still do or not. But you'd have like My Little Pony and then fucking Toxic Avengers right there. Yeah. Oh, they marketed it well because it, it, it's extremely violent superhero movie that's not really based on a comic book. So what they did is they did the, it's like the opposite. They yeah. made it a comic book character. God, man. That, that's, uh, I mean, I love those movies. I love every single one of those pieces of shit. Oh, and the, the other ones are bad. Talking They're about a franchise really that just really bad. goes bad. Hey, they got, Lim- I love them. they got Lemmy involved. Hell yeah. Once you get Lemmy, I'm sold. Uh, yeah, that, that's a fun franchise. And then like, Mm, once bitten but that's a great it's a great uh, the difference is like Toxic Avenger is extremely violent yeah. and fucked up movie and you go right into Once Bitten I have yeah. it written down that's what we're gonna do what that. was Once Bitten rated by the way what was it like the rating? was it a PG-13 or R I really don't know because there's no real nudity Actually, I think there is none. is, is there? there no maybe the uh, picture frame and there's of even... um, yeah, Miss, her painting Miss on the Bliss, wall I get, wasn't that Miss Bliss from Saved by the Bell no, it no, wasn't no, Ms. no, Bliss. Oh, no! I can't remember like him. No, no, that wasn't Miss Bliss. I thought it was. Like I was tweaking like right now. She was a huge no. model at the time. A younger Bliss. Once Benton came out in '85, dude. Good Morning, Miss Bliss is like '88. Hell yeah! How the fuck just progressed later? I mean, I don't know. I I could have swore it was Miss Bliss. No, it's not Miss Bliss. I mean, it's a great movie either way. I want Miss Bliss. No, Miss Bliss. I'm still. I like your. I like his story of it's fucking Miss Bliss just attacking in love with Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey, yeah. Which that also has like the prom scenes and the dance off. Yeah. Which is like an '80s staple, oh, you know. Yeah, you gotta have good you old have to have Pat, montage and you have to have Pat the Benatar. dance off, the dance scene. Yeah, I really like that movie. Like Night of the Creeps has and that. I, you know. We just rewatched. I just rewatched that one uh, maybe two months ago, and I remember when I watched it. I didn't remember it being as vulgar as it actually is, but it's pretty fucking. The once there, man. Yeah. Oh yeah. But maybe because I watched it on Comedy Central all the time back in the day. We had. And I think a, that kind of. You know, we've talked about that before on the PG thirteen episode. Yeah. It's like there's so many of these movies that we remember fondly because we watched them on television so much. It was on yeah. TV, USA, Comedy Central. And then you watch the VHS or you watch it on HBO and you're like, 
Where did those boobs come from? Right. What are those? Yeah. Well, they played once bitten on USA all of the time. Yeah. I mean, I know that's uh, who did that song. It was like a one-hit wonder, but she sounds like Tina Turner. I've looked it up while I, I was have watching the soundtrack. It. Yeah, it's not Tina Turner though. Oh, there's so How's many different can songs you, can on you that. I was once say, bitten, like, once bitten. Yeah, I know. I can't remember. Everybody just turned this off. We talked about the. We had an episode on gore scores and soundtracks, and that we always talk about. Music that I would never fucking listen to, but I have soundtracks of movies because it reminds me of the movie, and that's one of them. That entire soundtrack yeah. is so fucking 80s bop crap. Uh, I love it. Rad, it's like Rockula. You know, I don't give a fuck about Rockula, but Tony Basil's yeah, song, dude, I remember that. Yeah. I mean, the dude, dude from... Uh, <laughs> the dude from Over the Top, fucking what's his name? Uh, the, the wrestler? Terry Funk? Yeah, no. <laughs> he is a wrestler. He, no, but the, 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 the villain in Over the Top. I know who you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. Bull Harley. Uh, yeah, he's in, uh, uh, was it Rockula as Tony Basil's like sidekick and uh, those little moments you remember because the, of the music. music. Do you think I would listen to send me an angel in my car if it wasn't for rad? She's like the wind. <laughs> it's not, it's he's a Swayze fan. Yeah. That, that prom scene when they're on the bikes and that chick that's going to prison for a bit for paying for a kid's college or whatever. Oh, uh, Lori, 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 yeah. Which, by the way, I wore that shirt last week with her For on like it. a few months. And I noticed, like, the whole YouTube video, it's just her head peeking over the table because I wore that dumbass shirt. Oh, he's talking like, about his Jesse's Girl shirt Jesse's that he Girl wore. Shirt. Was it last week or week yeah. before? <laughs> I, I ordered that fucking shirt, and unfortunately, like, right after I ordered it was when she got in, like, legal trouble. Like, oh, yeah, you're a dick, man. Yeah, and then I got the shirt in the mail, and I was like, I'm still going to fucking wear it. Like, fuck yeah. that. It's a funny pun. But, yeah, I mean, the soundtrack thing's funny because, yeah, you'll get in my car, and you'll hear Send Me an Angel and all this goofy shit. And a lot of times people are like, why the fuck do you listen to this? I'm like, movies? Because yeah. it's just there in my head. Like, I got the Teen Wolf soundtrack and Rad, which you don't have Teen Wolf up here. If well, Ghostbusters and Gremlins can make it, Teen man, Wolf there's so many definitely that fits under that. There. I actually erased a bunch, too. Yeah. I know we had to get through this, and we okay. we're, we're still well, in the fucking eighties. Yeah, guys. we're 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 close. We're we're got it. We're going at a. I mean, we're going to skip Reanimator. Reanimator uh, gold. I don't want to skip Reanimator. Just I want to do a quick. We just thing did, on that. Okay, go ahead. You saw Reanimator as an adult, right? That was your first time. Yeah, you're in America. Oh, Ryan, hit yeah. it, baby. With you, I can't. How that feel? <laughs> I I wish I would have watched the younger or when I was younger because I absolutely loved it. Again, I remember seeing the uh, cover art in the store. But I never watched it. I've always wanted to over the years able to pop up here and there. But I absolutely loved it. I you, mean, you feel like the comedy holds up yes. with it, cool. and it's really dark. It's not dark. like ha ha ha. I mean, there's a couple of jokes with you know cat yeah. dead, you know whatever. But it's not like very in your face. Well, I really enjoy having friends that are interested in horror now that didn't watch it all the time when they were kids. Like you know, like with him when we did that Joe Bob marathon and his reaction to Reanimator. Cause he right after we went off, he was like, "That was a good movie." And it's uncomfortable. Yeah. It's funny, and then you're like, "Oh, this is the head giving yeah. head yeah. scene, and I feel weird." <laughs> yeah, it's just a lot of things. Even just the shit with the cat at first, when it first happens, because you're not really it's that far yeah. deep into the movie of knowing how gross and disgusting everything's about to be. Yeah, it's a fun one, man. But uh, I was surprised when he was like, "Yeah, that's one of my favorite ones." I'm like, "Fuck yeah!" Yeah, basket case too. I mean that that was, basket case was trippy, but. Hennenlotter, man. Uh, he, yeah, he, he, yeah, he's, you know, we, I very well enjoyed it. I mean, it was, it was funny. It was just weird. You know, it's like Krang from, uh, <laughs> yeah, know, I was talking about that like, Krang uh, coming at you, but it was, it was funny. It was Krang, Krang in a basket, and it's totally like, uh, it's dark humor. It doesn't try to be a comedy. Like, it doesn't oh, throw it yeah. at you, like, all oh, this is all slapstick. It's just funny, like the dialogue. 
similar to uh, the violence is hilarious. It's yeah, really weird. Like the, all the needles in the face from Basket Case. Very like, similar. <laughs> Basket Case and Brain Damage are a lot alike in yeah. that way because they both have like this weird little. You know, what's 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 he called? Ed, Fred, and Brain Damage. I can't remember his name. Oh. I can't fucking <laughs> latches onto his neck. But there's like a whole scene where the dude's like, oh, like overdosed on what this monster puts in him, and this thing is like in the sink just singing to him. And it's the funniest shit, but it's really dark and fucked up because he's really singing at him because he wants him to overdose and need him. <laughs> and Basket Case is the same way. Basket Case is just dark as fuck, but he's, he just wants to be loved. But he just wants to be he loved. Just wants he just wants loved. to be loved. Yeah. And it's hard not to laugh at the monsters and it's shit sometimes. It's brotherly love. Oh yeah. Built. And then, well, that's another franchise that goes off the rails. The second one's got Mr. T, and they're you know they're all freak shows. It goes way fucking like Bill and Ted almost. Did Bill and Ted go off the rails? It's- <laughs> No, but it went like towards that kind of goof. Oh, okay. Well, I don't want you to start keep talking shit. So let's just let you see. <laughs> You'll say something positive. Return of the Living Dead. We can skip it. We got a whole. We should skip it because I hate zombie movies. We should just. Oh, okay. Just... Let's talk about Return of the Living Dead for like an hour real quick. That. Let's do like a whole. It's hour one of my favorite movies of all time. Just skip that really, you don't like Return of the Living Dead? I don't. Loves like... Ghostbusters too. Yep, hates yeah. Little Shop of Horrors. Yeah. Hates Return of the Living Dead. <laughs> I don't have any excuse. You don't have anything? I don't I'm just fucking with you. I, I just, I don't know. Have I mean, there's seen? there's some zombie movies, yeah, but I mean, once you get to the, you know, yeah, but do you hate Linnea Quigley? Oh, we better answer this correctly. Dun, dun. He's trying to think who she is dun, right dun, now. Dun, dun. This you, is a trick. Dun, 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 dun. She's like I, on I, every wall. Can I phone this. a friend? She's the chick. Can dance. I phone a friend? <laughs> she's, a, she's the chick that dances. It's become a game show. She dances boobs first in the cemetery. Uh, that's a I classic. mean, I'm sure I would like it. It's a classic scene. It's boobs. I mean, I love Return of the Living Dead. I love from start to finish. And once again, that's not. A, so later on, we'll get to like Shaun of the Dead, which is a straight up like intentional like horror comedy. Return just has like a lot of funny moments in it, but it's not. It's really well written. It's, yeah, it's the good. comedy in those kind of films are just written written so well that it's not like right in your face. Mm, yeah, I can. What? But Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part Two. Okay, what the fuck? Yeah, you're right. You don't want to talk about it? I know you don't like it. I love Part Two. Oh, I thought you, okay, maybe it was Dave. I can't remember. Who the fuck doesn't like? Well, actually, yeah, that is one that's kind of like you know split down the middle sometimes. Yeah. Some people just don't get it. They don't like it. It's not. It's very much like how I felt about when I saw Army of Darkness, and I get that Ugh. way of thinking about a movie. The first one is visceral and and yeah. gritty, like we talked about going from the seventies to the eighties, and then the eighties. He's like, I'm gonna make this fucking funny because I don't want to repeat myself. Well, the posters like that Breakfast Club. Yeah, cover, that's the comedy right off the bat. Which I think they originally did have like a different different poster though. Originally, it was like a more like intense like Leatherface style poster, and I think they they switched it for marketing. Because they're like the original okay, one is like him tearing through the movie poster. Yeah, it's like Leatherface, like, like, like drawn. Yeah, but yeah. and then they went with the Breakfast Club pose, and then you know the movie focuses mostly on like Bill Mosley's character, Chop Top, and yeah. the radio station shit. The I, third brother, or the, actually the fourth, technically. I fucking love that movie. I like it more than I do the first one, as far as like a watchable, like watching any time type of movie. Like well, there's a group, if there's a group of people at my house, and I want to turn on a film. I'll pick that one over the first one. So that it, that is my least favorite like modern day villain like freddy jason chucky uh leatherface pinhead and then i'm just not not a fan have you watched the first texas chainsaw yeah how old were you when you saw texas chainsaw that actually matters a lot that's a good question maybe like 12 11 it wasn't it wasn't scary to you yeah i mean yes it was but 
like Freddy's my dude. You know, I saw like Freddy Five. Love well, it. Well, is it because these sequels to Texas Chainsaw aren't as accessible? Because they weren't really playing Texas Chainsaw. I mean, fuck. I, most of my friends haven't even seen Texas Chainsaw Three. I would say like I had it's not more great either way. But yeah, <laughs> I had, oh, I I had more I know, access to Freddy, Jason, Chucky. Yeah, because you know, I, I would watch them with my dad, and you know, my dad never watched yeah. that, so I didn't watch it. I, I think overall franchise wise, I mean, Texas Chainsaw is probably not at the top of my list either. Uh, I really do like one and two though, and I think three's decent. A lot of people hate it, and there are some people like Steve that are like, "I fucking love it." Probably for Ken Forey, but <laughs> <laughs> I love the whole thing about. I love all of it, but it's not really a horror comedy, so I'm not yeah. gonna get into that one. Yeah, but. I know part two is, and then getting away from that, uh, I can definitely see why you would say that because you have all these other memorable slashers, and Leatherface is kind of not as memorable because he doesn't talk, yeah. but neither does Michael Myers. But Michael Myers, it's got I don't know. There's, it's more fun. And the Leatherface well, is always, except besides this one, for the most part, it's not a really fun character. Yeah, and what I'll, I'll leave it at it's this. It's kind of hard to do anything with him. Freddy, and Michael Myers, him, and Jason are all those one character. Texas Chainsaw is based off a of family. A lot of people forget that. You yeah. know, they're just like, hey, Leatherface. It's not really the Leatherface It's not even a slasher show. movie. Yeah, it's it's more about everyone else. You know, it, it's more of like your, uh, your fucking Rob Zombie family type movie. He says, <laughs> here he he fucking ripped off. Wink, wink. But anyway, uh, let's go on. It's uh, Frankenhooker. I fucking love Frankenhooker so okay, much. Good. Yeah, me too, man. Um, I mean, I have like in my room, I have a Frankenhooker poster. And then uh, Dick Starr, one of our artist buddies, who's done fuck ton of art over the years. His giant Frankenhooker portrait he did. And I have that hanging up, too. That's always been like a favorite of mine. I watched it when I was a kid because it's trashy as fuck. And I thought I was getting by with something like watching something dirty. I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh, this movie's it's fucking a great example of 80s trash. horror comedy. And that, have you seen Frank? But not fun. It, Can I mean, you summarize fun. it in like 30 seconds? Because no, I have not. Uh, a man is trying to build, rebuild a woman. <laughs> so he's building her out of hookers. Yeah. There you go. Sometimes you got to do what you got to do. Frank, Frankenstein, with, Frankenstein with hookers. I'll definitely it's all in that. the name, baby. And, uh, and like, uh, you know, it's, it, it'll make you fear lawnmowers. You won't like lawnmowers anymore. Yeah. My VHS doesn't actually still talk. It used to have like a button you'd push on. And it goes, eh, you want a date? And it doesn't work anymore. Yeah, that was all her thing. Want a date? And her face is always kind of like. <laughs> um, she actually put that on my poster, too. It says, want a date? And yeah. like me, I was just like, oh, well, I would yeah, love this to is do so cool. that filmmaker as a uh, uh, as a retrospective anyway. But like, yeah, we talked about Basket Case, Franken Hooker. Well, he's um, he's got so much weird shit. It's great. Just going, was it bad there. biology? Yeah. Is the one well, with the wieners and the vaginas? Yeah, I'm like a child. The wieners and the vaginas. <laughs> uh, we can definitely skip over the next one on this is Tremors. We can kind of gloss over that. You should just listen to our previous episode. Uh, oh yeah. I assume you probably had one of the same experiences as most with Tremors. Watched came on TV all the time when you were a kid. Yeah, USA Network. Big old dick worms everywhere. Couldn't get away from them. Did you ever watch the sequels? Two. Part two, but then of uh, Grady. Yeah. How did you feel about the sidekick in part two? Here we go. <laughs> I was fine with it, you know, because you you had a pretty spot on. Yeah, I hate him. You know, <laughs> I fucking hate. I fucking hate. I've been thinking about him this last week, and I'm just really was waiting to ask you about it, and then I was hoping you would say you'd hate him, but I don't no, know. Friend, you guys are no longer I, friends. Our I, friend, have, I have bad taste, obviously. I mean, bad taste. Nice. That, that would actually, if you did that intentionally, that would have been an awesome lead into it. Nice. Yeah, go right into that, man. Uh, but I kind of left it off the board because, like we just talked about, we're going to have a Peter Jackson whole 
Like we're gonna have a big old Peter Fest. Yeah, I mean, all of his movies are fun. Peter, I love Peter Fests. I don't know all well, of his wait. movies. Lord, yeah. the fucking Hobbit's not fun. Oh, okay, whatever. Fellowship of the Ring. No, let's not get into not this. <laughs> oh, nerds! Right now are just white knuckle mad at me. Ah, well, sorry. Well, the Hobbit, I can definitely pass on. I could do without those. I could do without the Fellowship. Damn, I like my favorite are, is the the first three. God, I, yeah. feel, I sound like an old Star Trek or Star Wars uh, fan. Uh, number three, I like number three. Yeah, Return of the King. Yeah, I prefer it's Return a, of the Jedi. Good, up, up because <laughs> I'm a fucking man. It's a good. Up, up he likes the num num. Yeah. Hey, read books. Get the fuck out of here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what what is at the top here? Coming out of. Oh, that's uh, just an explanation seven, of shit. You motherfucker, yeah. you can't write just weird shit. So we're going to go right into Army of Darkness because I'm real mad at you right now. So I absolutely, Should I have to explain myself? I'll let you go first. Go I right ahead. I absolutely loved, 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 loved this movie. And I understand why. He go just ahead. went up on my friendship meeting. Hated. You just, you just hated your back. Hated Evil Dead 2. Hated it. Well, fuck, man. Well, you just kind of stopped talking but, at one point. <laughs> I feel like if I would have watched Evil Dead 2 when I was younger, yeah. I would love it. Because I watched Troll 2 when I was younger. I watched it again recently. Hated it. Stupid. Right. Troll 2 is you should have never liked in the first place. Riker, but. imagine you're on a date with De- uh, Derek and I. Just say the first sentence and then don't keep talking because okay. you're not going to get laid. That, that <laughs> gets me in trouble. I keep talking. That obviously, yeah. But the well, Yeah, you really so, fucked yourself there. You could have just left uh, Evil Dead 2 out of this. Now we got beef. The uh, skeleton fight scene made that movie. Like made armor, like it was just too hilarious. It absolutely made that movie. And Duke Nukem ripped off. <laughs> well, hell, <laughs> that, about hell to the king and all the one-liners. Yeah, yeah. If you Boomstick, play, absolutely. If you off. played the Duke Nukem game, Total Meltdown, which is the most popular one that came out on the PlayStation, they're all just Army of Darkness one-liners, which is like hell to the king and Boomstick and all that, which is great because I was a fan. And if you um, if you needed to see titties back then. Uh, Duke Nukem Total Meltdown <laughs> you could go in a strip club and if you clicked on the stripper it's like these pixelated boobs yeah. I remember just being such a little pervert for that but not so much about boobs now let's go back to Army of Darkness I'll do an episode about boobs one day we can talk about them it's just what's going to be called Derek and but, Boobs uh, I understand Steve's complaint he's wrong fuck him but I get it you got Evil Dead 1 just creepy woodsy low budget horror movie Part two happens. They add like a splash of comedy, but it's still like a pretty dark horror film with a little comedy into it. And then Army of Darkness happens. And I guess if you were a fan, you're in your late teens or you're a young adult, that can be a letdown for me personally as a kid and seeing. So I saw Army of Darkness before I saw any of the Evil Dead movies, probably because I saw Army of Darkness on TV. Right. I bought the Evil Dead movies. Got like the cover of the VHS not knowing they're even associated with it. When I put it all together, I fucking worship that franchise. It's my favorite thing in the world. It's on my body. You know what I mean? But I think if I was a little bit older, I would have a different view of Army of Darkness. I definitely would. I don't know why you dislike it, though. That's what I don't get. When I went back to rewatch it on VHS, I appreciated it for what it was. It's kind of like when uh, I first watched House 2. I was like, fuck. Don't you? But don't you talk shit about to my horror comedy, which we totally skipped, by the way. Uh, it's okay, because um, that's a whole yeah. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's like it's not what I wanted. It's not you know. Now you go to the internet, and you just bitch about it. But back then, you went to the theater and you're like, fuck. Yeah. And you had to wait. And then when it came out on VHS, I was like, okay, I get it now. This is a big Ray Harryhausen, yeah. beautiful ode to all that '60s like action films, like Jason the Argonauts, all that stuff. 
But what I wanted was Evil Dead 3. I met Bruce Campbell in that, and I guess it was the winter of the year that came out. He did a mall tour free. Yeah, I remember those. <laughs> okay, I went and saw him in the, the Cinefantastic cover I had. It was like Evil Dead 3, and he signed it, and we talked for like five minutes, and I think my daughter threw up on him. I always remember that. Um, and Army of Darkness comes out, and I'm like, I go to the theater, I'm like, fuck. There's no blood. There's, yeah. it's like, there's nothing extreme about that. I, it just took me a second viewing. And that's why I've always said, even to this day, I'm like, I think when people do reviews of movies, they need to go and sit with that film, like a, an album, before you do a review of an album, and then go back and let it you know, sink in. I love it now. But yeah. in 92, I was like, fuck Just this mad as fuck. Shit. I was so mad. You think that's why they called it Army of Darkness instead of Evil Universal Dead owned it and definitely right. wanted to make some money off of it. They didn't yeah. want to have it connected to this horror splatter awesome, you know, yeah. like, what I think is awesome. Horror comedies. Because it, it's, it's horror just, comedy. It could be then, a standalone movie fairly easily. Oh, especially with the recaps at the beginning and shit. You kind of know yeah. what you're getting yourself into. That's my only beef with it. And I have another beef with a film that everybody loves. It's on this list, and we'll get to it, and I'll point it out. Well, yeah, the next one on the list, if you talk shit about Buffy. So Buffy the Vampire Slayer, me, as a young boy, was a Luke Perry thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah swerve motherfuckers uh, but I, I thought luke perry was like the coolest fucking dude in the world when i was young so i was completely sold on that everybody right now is like this dork i'm like fuck they you. not everybody knows you're 90210 yeah thing. yeah we can do i can probably do four hours at least on 90210 by myself so let's not even go into that i thought, <laughs> I thought you was a uh, david or david arquette kind of guy i actually love david arquette in this yeah. movie too and i was a david arquette guy i still actually that's a whole different thing too. I am a David Arquette yeah. guy again. His parts days. are great. Airheads, all this stuff uh, he do at the time. Yeah. But I thought he was amazing. This I thought the cast was amazing. It's a fun movie. Fucking Pee Wee Herman as a vampire. <laughs> uh, Rutger Hauer. Rutger Hauer. Like every, the casting is like perfect. Yeah. It's goofy. It's over the top. It's Josh Whedon's like really the first thing I know him for is Buffy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And he wasn't like, happy with the way it came out because he thought they didn't understand what he was trying to do. What was he trying to do differently than that? He it just made him more serious. Down. Like I guess maybe the third season of Buffy the Vampire Slayer was like what he envisioned the characters to be like. Yeah, I don't know. Which was I, like a lot of the horror comedies we're talking about. It's not so over the top in Buffy. The movie is way over the top. It should be though. I think vampire movies. You you have like these hour and a half films where you get all this like vampires, all this mythology out there, all this like backstory and all you this cool all shit. Yeah. There's only so much you can do with that time frame. I don't know what else he would want for that. Yeah. Yeah. I just think the tone was off for him. And I definitely can see that. He wanted to be more. He didn't want it to be on this board. <laughs> I don't know, man. I love Buffy. I love all Buffy things. Buffy, I love all mostly Joss Whedon things. Buffy too. is one of those movies that like if it comes on TV, you have to watch it. Yeah. Like no matter how many times you've seen it, you have to watch it. Yeah. But I mean, the show is more, way more dramatic. It's like, you know, it's like a rom-com sort of thing. Yeah. Instead of a comedy with horror aspects, like if it wasn't for vampires, it's just like it's a comedy movie. Yeah, uh, I mean, most of these movies you say the same. You could say the same thing about, but that's what I meant. Like the tone, he just I, it wasn't there for him. I love it. I love the show too, though. I mean, in the show, you know, it was what six years later, five or six years later when he started the show. So yeah. you got to kind of do like a replay, I guess. Oh heck yeah! And you get like so much time with that though, season after season, you get to drag things out. So that's why, yeah, perfect and exactly that how you want shows. your baby to be. Which vampires probably fit better in that universe, but some reason we keep getting zombies. I guess they try. We'll with get to that. True Blood, and they really fucked us with that. So I like uh, True Blood. Well, that's fine. Somebody does. I'm pretty sure people. I like listen. the first two seasons. I really, first, I really I'm, enjoy True Blood. I'm the same way. The first two seasons, but solid I, as yeah. fuck. But after that, dude, that's like 4 p.m. on WHAS type. So mythology gets a little yeah. stretched, and it's Last just season, like okay, but. 
garbage. I hated the last um, season. Well, HBO and Showtime are both known for that. Starting strong, even these series that we love, and then the last season or two just completely shitting the bed. Yeah. For me, True Blood is like after season two, but I get why people hung around a bit longer because I did that with a few other shows. And yeah, you regret you, it sometimes. You want it to be better. I mean, I'm still watching Monday Night Raw every fucking week. We can jump uh, over Dead Alive. Yeah, we can. So, uh, goddamn, we got to mention it. Dead Alive uh, was the first time I was super grossed out by a movie. <laughs> I wouldn't eat oatmeal because of that movie for a oh, very long period of time. Yeah, like it, for some reason, because it doesn't the scene, it doesn't look like oatmeal necessarily in that scene, but it just reminded me of it. And that whole gross scene with the fucking eyeball and the shit dripping in it and all that, it just stayed in my fucking head forever, man. I would think about that anytime I saw like a like gravy or oatmeal, and I would not eat it when I was a kid. It just like fucking gross. And that movie's disgusting all around. I mean, the the fi- the finale is just a straight up bloodbath. Have you seen that it's one? It's so fucking memorable. It's Peter Jackson film. I know I have, but like nothing's coming. Um, ground. you know, it's, where, where's it set at? Uh, fucking New Zealand. Dude, it's New Zealand. Yeah, New Zealand. They're at a zoo. Uh, guy's mother, like he's a mama's boy kind of. Mom gets bit by like this monkey that's fucking part <laughs> zombie or whatever. It slowly starts changing her and she's like deteriorating and falling apart. And she's like this real bitch. So he's trying to take care of her while she's like screaming at him and shit. Next thing you know, you know, half the town's changing into fucking zombies because of this lady. Uh, There's a priest that kicks ass for the Lord who has a brilliant Bruce Lee scene. If you've seen this movie, you would know this scene. Um, In the cemetery, the priest goes uh, just full fucking out of his mind. A bunch of zombies are there. He yells, I kick ass for the Lord. It's fucking brilliant. And there's a blatant stunt man there doing all this Bruce Lee stunt work. <laughs> That's so good. Worse than, worse than the Jamie Kennedy on a dirt bike scene. And look, he fucks him up. But that's like a, I don't know. I think that's probably why I liked it so much because I was so into martial arts and shit. Yeah. And it's like kick-ass priest happens and there's a boatload of blood. Uh, the finale, she just blows up with this giant uh, fucking honey we blew up the kids style fucking monster <laughs> gore monster it's yeah great. it's gross so yeah watch it but we'll yeah. talk about that on the peter jackson shit uh cemetery man another one from the 90s yeah that was, uh doesn't get a lot of love uh it was I a, know we're, yeah big for like rental nerds though vhs nerds and then later dvd nerds like cemetery man was a hot one it got uh, looked over Sadly, I was so fucking mad when yeah. I finally found it. I think it was like maybe 2000 when I actually found that movie. I'm like, how the fuck did I miss this for six years? Who was the main guy in that one? Uh, the main actor. It's fairly. Oh, shit. <laughs> it's a name. That's a name actor. Yeah, in it. I yeah. can't fucking think I, of his My name. brain just went dead. I was thinking of the comics and all that stuff. But uh, 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 yes. I broke you. Yes, you did. I broke Steve. The, 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 <laughs> it does happen on here. Uh, um, any Goddamn. Anyways, this is why this Dave is needs good. to be here with a tablet all of a sudden because my, my brain was just thinking all I just about threw like water the, on the, the, about the comics and Normally the, the director just, you know, and all these other things. And then I just you know the comics. Of, uh, Rupert Everett. Dr- is Rupert fucking, Everett. See, I knew go. if I just kept talking, it would go through my brain. Holy shit, Derek. Good <laughs> one. <laughs> just, well, that was awesome. Well, I felt like I'm sure the look in my eye was like, dude, I felt like I fucking broke you. I didn't know what happened. Rupert Everett. And uh, it was it's a fantastic role. Yeah, well, it's crazy for him because he's known for like romantic comedies and all that shit. And then we got like Cemetery Man, which is and he's on the cover like he's highlighted on the cover. So I always thought about I wonder how many like soccer moms in the late 90s were at that, you know, just going like, oh, there's Rupert. I'm going to go rub one off. And he's like, yeah, he's gay. 
She thinks he's just like <laughs> sim- it's like they think it's like cemetery man. Like, oh just yeah. Like, well, the fuck, characters fucking sad women and stuff. Yeah. Uh, that's a fantastic movie. I was gonna. I thought I'd really get into that film, but I know we're gonna do an ent- entire episode on Italian films. And that's going to be way up there. Yeah. yeah, and I really like that right under it. You wrote Dracula Dead and Loving It. Fucking A. <laughs> Nobody fucking remembers that movie. Nah, Do you remember that movie? Uh, Leslie Nelson. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Doing his best Bella Lugosi impersonation. I feel like the trailer for that played when I would watch the preview channel more than any other movie trailer in history. Which for you youngins out there, before the internet and before your fucking youngins. cable box had a guide, you would turn it to the last channel you had, which was like channel 99 on my TV. And it's just like a scrolling TV guide. You had to watch it for an hour. Like three movies. An hour. You had to wait three, for it like three. the fucking rotate. Cause it would, remember it would pause sometimes. It would show like five uh, movies and it just stop yeah. and there'd like that weird ad. Um, but they would play that trailer on that channel so fucking often. I just remember like everything that happens in that fucking trailer, but I couldn't tell you anything that happens in that movie. Is it Holy a good movie? shit. Yeah. It's, a good it's movie? actually really, really, really well done. Um, it's, it's a Mel Brooks film. Uh, he, he kind of like, I was expecting it to be way more uh, like young Frankenstein, same director. Uh, it's definitely, it's, it, but instead he goes the complete opposite. The comedy is way more over the top. The color is really, really vibrant. Uh, he, he, kind of takes from all of the different Dracula films that have ever been made and sticks them all in there. And it works really well. Um, I don't know. I can go on and on about that. movie. Really? We, we have so many, yeah. fucking, we have like three more decades. Yeah. Well, that we're, we're getting there. We don't have a lot of each one. Like, can I talk uh, briefly about vampire in Brooklyn? Brooklyn? Hell yeah. You can. I fucking hate it. So you can go ahead and cover it. We've, we kind of touched it uh, a little bit, but please do uh, earlier in another, another episode, but nothing that you're probably going to talk was about. Was it you? The one, um, was it you? Yeah, you said that Eddie Murphy wanted that to be hardcore horror. Yeah, a, yeah he, like he a serious movie. Like, like he tried to like act his ass off. Yeah, he's like the straight man. Is you know the character is like the straight hardcore guy, and then everybody around him is the funny people, yeah, except for Angela Bassett. Was, yeah. yeah, but I liked it. I mean, it was it was a cute movie. Cute? It's cute. I don't think they. I don't think Wes Craven or Eddie Murphy wants to hear that. I but yeah, like, yeah. I wanted to like that movie a lot more than I did. The tone is all over the place, and yeah. I think that really was hurt it. it. Hurt it bad. Yeah, I mean, I don't despise it, but it's one that I like. They did. I think they did a recent release of it, maybe Scream Factory, one of those. And I saw people like getting really hyped about it, and I'm like, I, just, <laughs> I feel like nostalgia is very much clouding you, and you're gonna watch this and be like, oh man, fuck. But nostalgia like a, does like drive a yeah. lot of you know people's emotions because it brings them back to a good time. Yeah, and your life sucks now. You go back to the '90s when you were a kid, Happy, yeah. and like, yeah, you know, Vampire in Brooklyn was good to you. The one good thing about that film is that it hurt Wes Craven's career just enough to where he, when he when he was offered Scream, he said no, and then went back and said, "I'll take it." So <laughs> fuck you, it, let's do it, boys. Right? Because I think yeah. the I think that film Scream was offered to him first, and yeah. he was like, "Nah, you know, this is yeah. kind of what I'm known for." Yeah. And then he wasn't getting anything else because Vampire Brooklyn was a awful awful bomb yeah. and he was like fuck it let's do it i can kind of yep. see what i'm gonna do with this movie and then we had bordello of blood yeah we can like bordello of blood like, cannibal, so, the musical. cannibal musical yeah bordello of blood i don't want to talk about because i don't fucking like cory feldman or dennis miller i like it <laughs> i love it but fine. you love dennis miller well we're talking about uneven tones it's like one episode yeah. of the first movie is yeah. is is, is yeah. really good and then the second one's like way over the top so then i thought maybe the third t- television script movie was going to come yeah. out and be go back and forth back and forth it just didn't do that yeah, I didn't. I love Demon Knight, and I like a lot of the series up until like the last 
couple seasons. Oh, that, yeah. That gets bad, too. They don't cut let, the fucking budget Don't let nostalgia clog, clog your Ooh. fucking mind there, bud. Go back and watch those. Those are hard to get Ooh, through. Oh, I want to see this episode with Brad Pitt. Uh, no, you don't. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, the 90s were full. Of, like, the 90s is right where it starts really kind of pumping a lot of these horror comedies out. Uh, Frighteners is amazing. Another, Peter once Jackson, again, baby. fucking Peter Jackson's all over this list, which you wouldn't think he would be. Because there's a lot of people that aren't familiar with, like, anything he did prior to like Lord, Lord of the, the Rings. Rings. Yeah. Like this dude just came out of a hole and was like, hey, it's time to do Hobbit movies. New boys. Zealand. You know. Yeah. New Zealand. What's up? Represent NZ. I don't know what, what game that size New Zealand has. Really important to his career. And I'm not even going to get into it on this episode. Cause like I said, we've, Got the, uh, the the Peter Jackson. Just wait for us out. to do a Peter Jackson episode, please, because I don't got that type of time in my life to talk about Frighteners right now. No. That's probably might be my favorite one from him, by the way. It's so good. Uh, Bride of Chucky is another example of what started as a serious horror franchise and became uh, a fucking comedy act. This was like the start of it going all out comedy. This one's still a little dark. Then next we get Cedar Chucky, and that's their Freddy Krueger for final chapter type shit, man, or the final nightmare, whatever the fuck that was called. It's just like <laughs> so over the top, and Bride's still kind of dark and sexy and weird. And there's Ronnie Yu, his his sense of humor, yeah. And he was like, "I'm just gonna do whatever the hell I can with this franchise because you don't care about it anymore." It, it was like after three, it was not it, nobody cared. And they got every teenage boy I to did. watch because they had Jennifer Tilly. Yeah. Oh yeah. And she was like the hot shit in the '90s, you know. I cried when uh, Chucky died. Oh, in this one? That's, that's how and much brother I love. Chucky? Oh. I you cried so when Chucky well, died? Well, you were like 10. I was a big fan of Chucky, yeah. So I cried when. Yeah. Oh, well, it's an emotional sad. impact, he died. man. Okay. And he died a lot. So that tells you how much time I you cried. You cried a lot, huh? <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a crier. I'm sensitive. That's, <laughs> Holy know, shit. You know what I cried? I when fucking uh, Elvis might have died in, in uh, Bubba Hotep. Bubba died. fucking Hotep. I can't believe that was, you got 2002. And that does not seem like that was 18 years ago. But yeah, I guess it was, man. Yeah. Uh, Bubba, Elvis and JFK in a nursing home together fighting a mummy. But uh, 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 JFK was a black, was a, was, was a white man. <laughs> they dyed me this color. Fucking a movie. That's amazing. The same director from Phantasm. Uh, that, no, Don Cascarelli. Don Cascarelli, you know, he also did uh, John Dies at the End. Yeah, in good the movie. Phantasm franchise. Overlooked film. Uh, he's, what's weird is he's good at this horror comedy thing and you wouldn't think so because of Phantasm. Phantasm has some one-liners here and there and Reggie's funny enough. But I'll fucking adore Bubba Hotep. Maybe it's Bruce Campbell. Maybe Bruce Campbell can make anything decent. Yeah. I, I don't believe that. He's got some turds out there. But The guy that was trying to train him to be Elvis gave up on him after like the second day because he said he was awful. Well, that's kind of the thing, though. You don't that's want what I him, You don't want him to be just like Elvis. You know, you're these two guys are in a nursing home. You're supposed to think both of them are fucking batshit crazy. Like, you're not Elvis. You're not JFK. So that's kind of the whole point. Yeah. There's a demon mummy that sucks your soul out of your asshole like hell <laughs> like out of, out that, of, out of your, like your little you haven't seen baba hotel i've never seen oh my god and that's one you gotta see at some point because it's a very over-the-top horror comedy it yeah. knows what it is yeah so unlike some of these that are kind of like dark and then happen to have comedy this is just an all-out intentional horror comedy yeah. but bruce campbell does a great job that other actor doing jfk's fucking great just because the dialogue between the two Ozzy davis but yeah it's pretty much two guys in a nursing home one says he's jfk the other says he's elvis and then a mummy shows up that's killing people by like gets their shit through their assholes is it, yeah. is it uh graphic at all does it show <laughs> you know what surprisingly no no like, not really testants anuses just... are you what did you want to see that 
I mean, it depends. I like gore. I mean, <laughs> no, there's not a lot of gore in this film. Okay. That's the thing about that film is <laughs> gory anuses. For horror fans and horror fanatics and gore horrors, like that's not a movie that has any of that in it. It's just no. you love Bruce Campbell. You love those characters. The yep. director, you know, you put all that together and you're automatically sold. You're like, I'm going to watch this yep. fucking movie. I don't care. That's what got me. That's what, I mean, Bruce Campbell and Elvis, you had me sold right there. Yeah. I bought, as soon as that came out on DVD, I bought that shit. Well, well yeah. Paid full price at Suncoast. If you were around for Suncoast, you know how much I paid for that fucking DVD. Oh, no, I do. And I was, Way too much. Yeah, and I, I was happy about it, though. It was a good purchase. Uh, yeah, coming off Bubba Hotep was another, like, one of my favorites that gets overlooked, and some people don't enjoy it. And I've talked about it on this show, but Dead in Breakfast, I I think is super over underrated. It has a great cast. It has musical scenes. Uh, Jeremiah was Jer- the, uh, is the band. Jeremiah. Well, yeah, Zachariah. 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 Uh, so he plays like a... And I've, I've talked about this movie in the past, but might as well just fucking follow up again. Uh, you know, he narrates this whole movie. It's a zombie movie, essentially. Uh, your usual story. A bunch of fucking teenagers or young people are going to this like town. Their fucking car breaks down. They got to stay at a hotel. David Carradine unleashes some kind of beast that possesses everybody that's the quickest version i can tell but the whole time well done yeah (laughs) zachariah who was at the time just known for being a host on g4 zach zelwin was a host on like late night on g4 and would pop up on like attack of the show if you remember that that was awesome uh he even goes back to almost like the screensaver days you know for all you dorks out there leo laporte and all those guys uh so he shows up and he's just like this country hillbilly there which you think because he shows up during a bar scene and he's like singing a song during the bar scene. But after that, he narrates the entire movie. Yeah. And it's really cool. It has a weird thriller, a little dance scene and shit. Uh, that's when I let him borrow leading into this. Yeah. I love that. I, I really did enjoy it. Yeah. Does just, it hold up? Cause a lot of shit from 2000. Well, is, just him narrating it is hilarious. It's, it's just so funny. Yeah. But it, 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 it holds up. And you got Jeremy Sisto, as I said before, and Eric Paladino. Kentucky boy. Yeah. Sisto always does a great job. Doesn't get enough roles. Uh, Eric Palladino plays like this, like washed up boxer, even though he's like 24, that just constantly fights with his girlfriend. And if you're in your early 20s, when you see that, you're like, man, I feel that because we're all in like broken relationships at that point of our life. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, and that, that's actually a zombie kind of comedy that came out in 04. Yep. And then that's the same year that brought us Shaun of the, the Dead, Dead, which is what everybody knows. Bloody and, brilliant, as the Brits would say. And you don't like zombie movies. I did like Shaun of the Dead. I know you did. For numerous reasons. One, it's a fantastic movie. And it set the uh, precedence, I think, for other movies along the way. And during the movie, it shows us as a, as a society how we're kind of like zombies when we go through a, we go through a, Routine day after day after day after day, not noticing anything around us, because like exactly what he did. You no, know, he had that same routine: store, um, chips, whatever he got, and he didn't notice zombies around him until it was it was too late. Yeah, life sucks, and then you die. You don't know yeah. somebody else's fucking. And that was before dead. the cell phone age and shit, too. Right. You know, so yeah. Uh, I've been waiting for this movie to us to get to this movie. I don't know how this movie succeeded with American audiences. You took it's before the zombie boom, so it's not like the last five years that's been yeah. nothing but zombies. At this point, like I think we had the Dawn of the Dead remake at this point, right? And maybe twenty eight days later, I'm not sure, uh, but they're close. They're lingering if they weren't already at this point. But Shaun of the Dead came when like zombies weren't everywhere. 
fucking thank God. No, better, they weren't. Better days. Uh, horror comedies weren't on the big screen that often at that point, and British movies. What the fuck? What, what was the other successful British movie in the last decade? Right. right there, you yeah. Know, at that point. So it's so weird that that movie took off the way it did. And I, I'm glad it did because I fucking love it. And I love Hot Fuzz. And I love everything those guys have done since then, pretty much. And didn't it uh, kick off Simon, Simon uh, Pegg's American, uh, American, American, American career? American career, yes. Yeah. yeah. So he was around already. And I knew of him. I was like a hipster. I knew who he was. But at that point, that really was like his like breakout performance uh, for him. And oh, he it. deserves it. Yeah. But you're, you're, you said you were waiting to get to it. What was- because anybody who actually knows me always gets frustrated with me because of my opinions on certain films. Like, oh, this here is kind of much, oh, yeah. It's very much like Army of Darkness, but it doesn't age the same. It, like, I went back and watched Army of Darkness, and I'm like, I get it yeah. now. I, I love it. And yeah. it didn't take much for me to actually realize yeah. that. Shaun of the Dead is a fantastic film. It really is. The reason I hated it when it came out, not because I hated it because it's not a bad movie. It's, it's, it's fantastic. Edgar Wright is yeah. awesome, and he's proven it time and time and time and time again. The thing is, I remember being in a theater, and I you know I was at a party, and ah, god damn, I remember just going, fuck this movie, and not because it was a bad movie. I had waited to the end of the movie was over, and I was like, you have no idea what this movie just did. And I guess I was just a, an asshole at the time. I was like, this movie is going to make zombies so fucking popular that you're going to be fucking sick of them. And uh, Jake Dupuy is old old friend of ours was at this party. I think it was his party actually. And people at that party were upsetting me. I was like, no, 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 they're going to be so fucking everywhere. You're going to be so goddamn sick of them. It's going to be so fucking popular. Then we got Zombie Land. We got the Land of the Dead. Yeah. The thing that it did good is it actually gave George Romero another career because nobody gave a fuck about George yeah, Romero. Yeah. That those are all those positives. But I could just see that it was going to make things so much fun. It was going to make yeah. fucking. It already was its own. Freddy's dead. I like Zombieland though. Zombieland's fucking great. Yeah. I, I, those are not bad movies, and I love those movies. What I'm saying is, like, just the way that yeah. I looked at that movie as I'm yeah. watching it play out, I'm like, everybody who doesn't give a fuck about zombie yeah. is going to love this movie. And all the points that you brought pointed out is exactly why. And it's not a bad thing, but for a really asshole horror Hipster. nerd and two fucking yeah, and well, especially yeah, back then, it. I was yep. really fucking. Yep. A shitty like horror fan like you know, no fuck you don't you don't know what yeah. you're talking about i was that in 2004 i'm not as i'm not even close yeah. to that now i was just so i looked at it and go fuck and then that's yeah. when the this is before conventions got taken yeah. over by the walking dead and all that shit like you had that weird feeling at least i did and i was like fuck yeah hot fuzz i think is a better film actually but i think people got creative and uh i'm gonna go i'm gonna go back to and everyone now hates this, me i don't but, care uh, <laughs> I, I think hot fuzz is better i agree right. and i don't hate sean the dead well, i just hate that i knew the fallout was going to be yeah i mean I but it, it did it. it gave us fido as well i don't think fido Fido's, had himself and i think fido's brilliant it fucking is but i think they took that idea of a horror comedy and they didn't try to just copy it they did their own thing yeah because there's a bunch of sean the dead copies like there's cockneys versus zombies mm-hmm. and all that shit there's a uh, there's another one with a uh, danny dyer who we'll talk about later uh what the fuck is that called i watch it i've brought it to like my parties at your bar and shit before but i can't remember it but there's there's all kinds of british zombie movies that came due to shot of the dead so it's not just the boom here like, grab, uh, but it's all those like zombie comedies that came out yeah. there and some are good but some are like just kind of just mediocre copycats but then you get brilliant things like fido that were like let's make zombies pets yeah and i thought that was really smart and they did that whole like weird 1950s style and shot it like the way in the music and everything that's great 
I don't like the Walking Dead boom. I did it first. I was on board. Oh, I and loved it. it. Just, and then and it then just I just got sick of it. Yeah, and that's yeah, what, it's not because the show is annoying. It's because the fucking people that I don't want to see at a horror convention. Yeah, annoy the fuck out of me. Well, that's where we sound like assholes, and we sound like elitists. This is our crew. We go to these horror shows, and we've been going, you know, twenty plus years for I you. I started in '96, my first horror convention. Yeah, so my yeah. first one was 2001, and you know, it's always been like this. Uh, certain audience that goes and it's it's awesome because it's like a big family and then all of a sudden actual families are showing up like it was weird and not like just like not like hard nerd family. that's perfectly fine but like soccer moms that are there for just like one actor you know you're there for that one walking dead guy yeah. and shit like that and they're crowding the lanes and show you get you get angry you know it's it's probably how people look at us when we go anywhere it's right when they it, see me at Kroger or anywhere, they're like, hey, the what landscape. the fuck's this guy? It changed uh, the landscape of all of that. Yeah, it, it really did. And it made it like a money grubbing thing. Conventions went from being this fun, close knit thing where you can meet anybody for 20 bucks to everybody's $50 and up. Everybody that's charges cheap. just for a fucking picture yeah. with them all of a sudden. And we sound like and, assholes right now. And that's yeah. fine. I get yeah. it. Yeah, no, we'll, we'll do like a whole rant about cons one day too, the good and the bad. And I don't want to bitch about it because I still love conventions. There's just things that came from the zombie boom that really did change the landscape. So uh, you said 96 was your first. Mm-hmm. I was like, nah. Yeah. I'm old. I know. I, that's the running <laughs> joke. These are, I, I just hang out with these old fucks. Man. Yeah. Yeah. It makes me feel better about myself. Cause sometimes I wake up, I'm like, man, I'm going to die today. And I get here. Yeah. I'm like, eh, not before him. That sound like some gatekeeping asshole. I mean, it's not you about are? that. No, I'm not. I, there's a difference. Like you just said, there's a difference between the high school jock that yeah. found punk rock and then they're fucking punk rockers. Yeah. That is a fucking difference. Well, they're not there to, the other thing, these people, they're not there to spend any money. They're there to just like go get the one autograph and leave. So they, they kind of like, they make jokes about things that are there and people that are there. It makes it uncomfortable sometimes. Like there's people there that this is like their one escape and you got fucking the soccer mom that's talking shit about yeah. them because of how they're dressed or whatever. Right. Oh, can or, she not have her butt or, or complaining like, really? to convention, convention promoters because there's a certain movie or they don't like a t-shirt and shit yeah. like that. We go to these things to get away from that. That's what these zombie movies kind of fucked up or I should say series, mostly walking dead. Uh, yeah. Going back to like the comedy though, getting the fuck away from zombies uh, behind the mask is one of my favorite fucking horror comedies of all time. You may have the floor. If you're a fan <laughs> he loves of, this movie. And I love it too. If you're Damn a it. fucking fan of slashers and you don't like behind the mask, I don't know if we could be friends. Did you watch it? And you didn't like it. I can see your face right now. Oh, you're getting ready to get kicked yeah. out. <laughs> oh, I have not seen it. Oh, you haven't seen it? Okay. You, there's still time. I don't think I've seen it. I let you borrow it. Didn't I? Oh fuck. I guess I didn't put it in the stack. I don't know. I drink. Yeah, so, Leslie Vernon is, is a slasher for everybody. Oh my God. Leslie Vernon outside of, uh, you know, hatch the hatchet franchise with Victor Crowley is the only like icon. I feel like has been created in the last 20 years for the slasher genre. Unfortunately, he hasn't gotten any sequels yet. There was a felt Kickstarter and there was like that comic book campaign comics and hard to me. I know you love them, but I don't think most people give a shit and they just kind of exist and they're not even canon, you know? I get it, yeah. Um, but if you haven't ever seen Behind the Mask, it is kind of a spoof of the horror genre. It's a uh, mockumentary. Uh, this documentary team shows up to film this man, Leslie Vernon, who is going to plan like a mass murder. He's looking for his group of teens to kill. So this documentary team, they assume he's full of shit. They don't believe anything he says. He's telling him his fake backstory that he's making up about himself. He shows him the house where he wants the teens to go so he can booby trap it and kill these kids. Uh, he takes him to meet his mentor, who's played by uh, Scott Wilson, Herschel from Walking Dead. Yay, Walking Dead. 
And they show him like all the tricks, make all these jokes about the old school horror movies, how easy it was to chase people. And you get to see Leslie like train for this. And there's like all these weird jokes about like cardio is really hard because you got to you got to look like you're walking, but you got to keep up with these kids yeah. and all kinds of funny one liners like that. And like he genuinely seems like your everyday guy, but he is playing as the turn into like Jason Voorhees. essentially. Yeah. And so good. It's so well done. And if you haven't seen it, I don't want to spoil too much of this. I really don't. Even yeah. for listeners that are going to go check this out. I just I can't recommend this movie enough. If you like slasher films, go fucking watch Behind yeah. the Mask. Robert England, yeah. Scott Wilson. Fucking pay attention to it. Yeah. Don't look at your cell phone because there's a lot of weird one-liners and little things here and there that they do that are just like tributes to the entire genre. Yeah, It's brilliant. I, it sucks that the sequel never happened or whatever happened with the Kickstarter, but that movie's great. And it really is like one of the few great slashers we've gotten in the 2000s. And it is a horror comedy. It's fucking hilarious. But the whole concept of just like following around like a Jason or Freddy as they try to plot this whole thing out and you kind of learn they're not as smooth as what you would think. It's yeah. all just kind of set up and kind of all bullshit. It's yeah. like it's like following a magician or a pro wrestler or whatever that shows you all their tricks. Yeah. Uh, go he's, fucking watch it. Yeah. He's so charming. He's so nice. And they realize, wait, wait, no, he. this is real. Well, this like, is real. Yeah, this so is brilliant. fucking Ted Bundy and you're hanging out with him. Yeah. How do you feel now? <laughs> and, and which is probably how you would feel if you hung out with Ted Bundy though. Ted yeah. Bundy would manipulate you and you're like, "Oh man, this guy's great. That guy could tell you probably, "Hey, I'm going to fucking kill you." Right. Yeah. His neighbor wrote that book about him. I mean, shit, look at the women of Facebook. They know the motherfucker killed people and they're still like, "I would fuck Ted Bundy." <laughs> Richard like, Ramirez. Dude, just fuck like, Al, oh God. Just fuck Al Bundy. Don't fuck Ted Bundy. <laughs> Al needs it. Al needs it. Ed O'Neill some pussy. Ed O'Neill some pussy. He's, he's a jujitsu guy, so he could probably get some holds on you, girl. Oh uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, we're we're almost wrapped up here. Actually, with the 2000s, we had Severance, which is a uh, another British kind of comedy, fantastic. and it's fucking fantastic. I and- love it. I absolutely loved it. Um, one of the things that I that I like about it at the end, the ending credits, it has like flamethrower. Killer knife and butt killer. <laughs> Instead of saying like killer one, killer two, killer, um, killer three, to me that was hilarious because I mean it's that's how you're gonna know who they are and yep. I. It's um it's weird because knowing that you noticed that makes me really hard and I'm not I'm not into guys but okay okay yeah <laughs> and uh, it's weird uh, one of the main characters in this is gonna be in a uh, another movie that I'm gonna mention when. Is it Danny Dyer's The Stoner? So a- <laughs> no, um, I'll get um, yeah. I'll get to it. In a- oh, okay. I-, I actually thought Danny Dyer was going to be the next Simon Pegg. He's a brilliant like comedic guy, and he- he's a great actor. He's been in some bad ones. He was with- he did this like one weird horror movie with the chick from X Files, whatever the fuck her name is, and it's supposed to be like this weird like Julian Anderson, vingy, abusive movie type thing, yeah. and like he has a great like he fucking kills it. It's just a bad movie though. Uh, Severance is brilliant because uh, I think we've talked about it on a previous episode, but it's like the take the cast of the office. Uh, they try to go on a business trip together and shit goes wrong, but the dialogue is still there. There's still the funny dialogue. It's not trying to be intentionally funny. It's just how these characters talk and interact. And if you've ever had like a corporate gig, it's incredibly relatable, especially <laughs> with like the other employees and all the different personalities and then they just throw in Danny Dyer as kind of like the stoner character that would get fired two weeks into the job. But he's brilliant, especially when he starts tripping on like mushrooms in the middle of the woods while yeah. the world's ending. I'll just give away one funny scene, though, is uh, 
There's an argument. I think I talked about this last time too. Sorry for being fucking repetitive. Uh, there's an argument between like an older gentleman and a lady and he's like kind of a smart ass and they're d- debating if you get decapitated, uh, do you, can you survive? Like how long is your brain functioning after it? And the whole time he's just like arguing, yeah, yeah you definitely will. He's like, for sure, at least 20 seconds. He's like, I've looked it up, at least 20 seconds. And she's like, no, it's impossible. Well, like an hour into the movie, they do a throwback to that joke because the dude gets his head cut off and you see his head rolling and he blinks twice and then he smiles because he realizes he won this <laughs> argument. And it's just brilliant because he's such a snarky asshole anyway. The last moment of his life, he's just like, I fucking knew it. Gotcha. I was right. Gotcha. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you said a cast member of this is in another thing. What is So Slither. Okay, Slither. Reminds yeah. me of the faculty and the main protagonist in severance is the main antagonist in the faculty jesus christ you just like the six degrees of kevin bacon with this Maybe i appreciate you don't know how long nerds. i've been waiting to like say that the main antagonist of the faculty i thought that was robert patrick no uh the, the football coach the woman oh the, the woman. woman came and she yeah is the main protagonist in severance. oh like the student that ends up being it yeah she was the first one that had it oh because she didn't take the uh yeah, she, she, she didn't snort the pen. She, she didn't snort Josh Hartnett's cocaine. Yeah, she uh, put her little finger, pinky, off the tap, and it went out. I like that way. you made the drug sound so innocent just now too. You're such an innocent man. You're like a, you're like the new Jim Gaffigan. Is that who the clean comics are? <laughs> you don't have puppets. No, I'm not a. Oh my god, you're a, you're not a problem. What's coming, his name? Are you? What's his name? Jeff Dunham. Yes, I'm not him. No, you're not Jeff Dunham. No, no. Who would no. you compare yourself to? I don't know. I don't know who I'm like. I'm just like me. Just like me. That's good. You know? That's good. That's the best way to put things. I mean, I'll, I'll look uh, up to uh, Mitch. You know, I love Mitch Hedberg. Yeah, Mitch Hedberg was brilliant. And you you, you have his tone, kind of. So I can see that. Uh, yeah, the last one we even have on our list, because uh, it's like we don't remember the last 14 years. Oh, uh, no. That's just where the list ends. Yeah. I'm like, I'll, I'll just let you guys get going. Yeah, it really, like, you know, Slither happened. I think Slither's more mainstream, too. And it's also directed by James Gunn. James Gunn. Who went on to do, you know, those fucking shitty Disney movies that nobody talks about. <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, one of the biggest franchises out there. He also wrote uh, Dawn of the Dead remake, too. Uh, Slither was brilliant. Slither was another one that I ignored when it came out in the movies. For one, I didn't know James Gunn did it. And the preview to me just looked like shit. I don't know why the trailer just looked bad. And I... Huh. I remember buying the DVD and being like shocked by it. I bought the DVD in like a fucking $5 previously viewed thing that the video stores used to have. Love that movie. Super gross. And speaking of the uh, Walking Dead, old dude's in it. Uh, old dude. I can't. There's a lot of old dudes in Slitherman. There's a lot of old dudes in Walking Dead. That's why they're the fucking Walking Dead. <laughs> old dude's brother. Um, Jesus. Norman, we, uh, Michael Rooker. Norman, Norman from those, yeah. His brother, yeah. Michael Rooker. Yes, he's in it. Yeah, he's awesome in that Don't movie. Don't you yeah. forget Every- Michael Rooker's fucking name. Jesus. Oh, sorry, Michael. Well, Michael Rooker actually stars in one of my favorite horror comedies ever, Henry. Yes. Yeah, you you have that uh Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer is a brilliant, brilliant horror comedy. Yeah. Watch it with the family, invite the kids over, invite oh my grandma God. over. <laughs> Take my advice. Do not listen to yeah, Derek. Yeah. Like if Granny. You, if you run a school, if you're a teacher and you're looking for just a good, like, fun, whimsical movie to show the kids, show them Henry with Michael Rooker. Yeah, and Tom Tolles. It's a good character study. I think they'll learn a lot. I think everybody will come out happy. Those tears, you're going to think they're crying, but they're really tears of joy. Make sure you wear orange socks. 
Rare orange socks. <laughs> uh, other than that, what in the last decade? What what do we have horror comedy wise besides like the Hatchet franchise and Victor Crowley? Because I really would cover that with like Adam Green. Yeah. What, what do you think? Which like, we need to do a whole episode on Adam. We will definitely do one on Adam because I love that guy. Uh, I think he's one of the most fan friendly directors out there. Is that mm-hmm. Seth's yeah. brother? See, no. this is why do we invite him? I don't understand. <laughs> I, don't, I don't love it. Banana motherfucker. Banana mother. Yeah, I did let him borrow. So there's a story about banana motherfucker. Uh, you know, I did tape trading and all that bullshit. I was in some like group, and this guy, the guy claimed he directed it. So he did this trade with me, sent me banana motherfucker. I've never seen it anywhere else. And it's a 15 minute movie about killer bananas. And it's one of my favorite fucking short films. I have Steve over here has this Gore Club bar. I have tried to bring that in and show it. I think six times. Oh, a lot. Man. And it never, every time I'm like, here it comes, it's going to work. And for some reason, whatever DVD player he has anytime doesn't you, fucking play it. You give it to me on flash drives. You've yeah. tried it all. Man. It never works. It's like that and Deathgasm. Yeah. Deathgasm, Deathgasm will not fucking play at the Gore Club. With, what the fuck? But you watch Banana Motherfucker, right? Yeah. When it first started, I'm like, shit. Subtitles. I hate subtitles because. Fucking reading. You have to. Patient, look up, look down, look up, look down. Because some sometimes the scene moves too fast, and you know you gotta. I just up. look straight, baby. Yeah, you're, you're talking to two subtitle reading motherfuckers, well, especially like I'm porn not films. Quick. Yeah, um, but, people um, rewinding when I said fuck books and thinking about that. I, <laughs> I love the kills. I love the yeah. um, homage to nightmare, nightmare, and there was one more that. Well, it's uh, there's Jaws, there's Nightmare, Jaws, there's yeah, it, and like for people like. So this guy trades me this movie. I get it in the mail and it's just called banana motherfucker. You put it in runtime, like, I don't know, 12 minutes. And it just, it never stops. And it's literally, it's not giant bananas. It's not a guy dressed as a banana. It's fucking little bananas. Chiquita. Yeah. Yeah. Killing people. And it's literally just people getting murdered for like 12 minutes by these bananas with like this slight story about these indie, this indie film crew in the woods trying to do like a cannibal Holocaust style thing, but with bananas. And it's a, if you can fucking find it somewhere, I don't know where you're going to find it. So I don't even know why we're talking about this, but if you can find it somewhere, I don't know if you dig through your yard and find this movie or know somebody from Portugal that might have it. I feel like I only have the, I have the only copy and it only works on very specific DVD players. But if you can find it, fucking watch it. PS4. Just fine. And the kills are great. The kills are brilliant, especially for this low-budget 15-minute yeah. banana movie. I can't wait to see it. I know. I've never been able to see I, it. <laughs> I've been pushing it for so long because I'm always like, just watch this movie. Especially if you're like drunk or inebriated, like watch this fucking movie because you're going to love it. Because it is just like bananas going through people's eyeballs and blood shooting everywhere and people just overreacting, like screaming. Uh, yeah, other than that, like there's a, there's a ton of like there's so many. We could be 2000s, here for And we would be here forever going over them. I do want to do an episode about Adam Green because of the shit he's done. You saw Victor Crowley, and I'm pretty sure you enjoyed that without love, even yeah. seeing the yeah. other Hatchet no. movies. It was great. Uh, he has a good way of writing like horror, comedy, and dialogue, and fun kills that make you laugh, which mm. you shouldn't laugh when people die. It's bad. Unless you're watching Henry with your students, which you should. Uh, <laughs> Kane's a good um, villain, too. I feel like you know Kane was like meant... Uh, meant to be a villain. Oh yeah, Kane Hodder. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's, he's meant to be a uh, slasher. Kane Hodder is like a natural villain, and we'll probably do like a retrospective about that dude one day too, we because to. he doesn't just have Friday. We have the even Wishmaster just appearing in that, and all the movies he's done like random House stunts two. in and shit. And House <laughs> too, and then of course his run is you know Victor Crowley. 
Uh, but we're going to start wrapping shit up here. I know we probably missed some movies that you love. If we talked about every horror comedy, um, we would have to do a 24-hour marathon. I yeah, this is a that. long episode as it is. I don't get that. Yeah, I mean, fucking Ryan Riker over here. Uh, comedian Ryan Riker. But where can we I'm find this be- guy once we become dust in the wind? September 10th, 11th, and 12th. I will be at the Caravan on uh, Thursday, the, the 10th, 7 to 7.30 show. And then... The eleventh and twelfth is a seven uh seven fifteen nine fifteen, and our last call is at nine forty five because of Sweet. COVID. There you go, people. It's easy. Remember September eleventh. Never forget. It's easy. Louisville, Kentucky. Louisville, Kentucky. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. I think we're gonna wrap this up. Thank you guys for tuning in. If you can, uh, please uh, go to YouTube, like and subscribe our YouTube page. Uh, you can find us on. All of your apps that you can think of when it comes to pod, uh, podcasts. And I want to thank all of our new listeners in the UK, the EU, Australia, uh, France, Germany, Russia, Puerto Rico, and Costa Rica. And fucking, uh, what was it? Uh, uh, Russia. I bet it? they all got banana motherfucker. I'm so happy that <laughs> yeah, people are listening to us and actually yeah. give a shit. Even for five minutes. I don't give a fuck. Thank you all so much, man. Yeah, man. That's cool. Bye. And next yeah. week, Dave will be back. <laughs> Hopefully. Thank you.